dedicated to Dexter New Blood. This week we're covering the ninth episode titled The Family Business. Nine already? We're already here? I know. Make it stop. Make it slow down. I'm not ready for this to end. I'm so (sighs) sad. Uh, I I mean, this this episode was wonderful. So that is definitely not a reflection uh, for this week's episode. Just the fact that, yeah, um, I really wish... They had maybe decided to do like the old format where we had like the 12, 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, 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 I don't know how they're going to get everything in one final episode. Yeah, I've got that same wonder. Uh, you know, we, after we nerd out about this episode for like two hours, <laughs> I was going to say, sure. we're going we're gonna to be here all night, I think, <laughs> nerding about like, this one. <laughs> Really, a lot to break down, a, lo- a lot to love about this one, but then, mm-hmm. but then it ends, and like you realize, like because even like the little like next on has there's like one episode left, and you're like, how? How are they gonna oh. do everything in one more episode? I need it better be like a three hour episode because I need I need closure on so many things. They need to wrap so many things up. I know. I yeah. I, I do wonder if they're going to take a little longer than the hour. I hope at least. It is a full hour. You know, we had a short episode um, a week or two ago where it was yeah. about 47 minutes, I think, or around there. Um, so I hope we at least get the full hour. I I don't know how they're going to do it. It feels like there's so much like that could potentially happen and a lot to wrap up. And we still... I mean, there hasn't been any news. The way that they're still um, marketing this, it's a one-season it's a one yeah. season, um, you know, revival season that they wanted to do. There has been no discussion of a season two. So what we're going off of today that this is it. And I mean, I mean you can kind of interpret it a little bit. You know, Michael C. Hall had a had an interview where, you know, they're like, is this going to is this really going to be the only one? Is there, you know, are you open for another one? And, you know, he talks about his love of Dexter and the character and playing him. And all he kind of says is just like, well, maybe, you know, like he, he, mm-hmm. he kind of leaves it a little open ended. But I think also that it's you can kind of take it as that this is it. I mean, he's not going to say, especially since yeah. they haven't announced it, he's not going to say, yes, we're doing another one. I think he likes, you know, kind of teasing a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But and then, you know, Clyde Phillips uh, has said that, you know, this because he, he, he wrote the finale. And, you know, he said it's the uh, he, he feels his best work that he's ever done. And he said that it's going to break the Internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like saying something like that has that finale spin to it, you know, like that's it. it. So uh, it's, I don't know. Man, it's it's hard for me. Um, yeah. I, but part of me is just like, wouldn't it be like the greatest thing ever? And it's just like, I don't want to give myself too much hope, but like, you know, that finale episode ends and then they're like, and then with the ending, like comes the announcement of like, and we're rebooting the series or like not rebooting, but like we're continuing on. And here's the story of, of Harrison or maybe Dexter's still around or here's this, you know, to where they do kind of announce a continuation of something. But 
that's like the little part of me that's holding on to that hope like maybe because i've really really enjoyed this series and i'm like i need more now mm-hmm. like i i wanted to be able to like get that bad taste of their original finale out of my mouth and they did that for they, sure they cleaned that out and then they gave me something extra super delicious and now i want more of it i know <laughs> and, and now i, I don't I, want them to take that away they've they've teased us you know with with how great this season is and, and what they can do when you have some of the original folks that come back. You know, I know that they've got some, well, new blood, so to speak, yeah. uh, in, in there with this as well. But there's a lot of the folks that came back from, you know, those first um, handful of seasons that were really great. Um, and I, I, I think that I'm in this mode. Look, I've got a glimmer of hope. Don't get me wrong. There is mm-hmm. there's definitely a part of me that has this little bit of hope that there could be another season that they're going to see the success of it and that they're going to find a way, you know, to continue if it makes sense. Now I only want that if it makes sense for the story, I want it, you know, I don't want it to feel forced. I don't want to go down the path of, you know, where we ended up with, with either other shows that, you know, kind of wore out their welcome. You know, I, I feel like if they did end it here, they've succeeded in what they accomplished. And that was to kind of right some wrongs. Yeah. And so I I can be satisfied with that. Um but I'm also look I'm a, I think I've made it p- pretty clear I'm a huge fan of the show. But I yeah. feel like I'm in the mode of just trying to prepare myself. I feel like if I if I have those feelings then um you know if we if we did get more then you know that would be a delight. That would be like a bonus. But I have to yeah. I have to lower my expectations on too much yep. hope. I just have to do that personally. I don't want to bum anyone else out. I feel like if you are <laughs> gunning for a new season, I'm t- I'm I'm with you. But I also have to kind of prepare myself a little bit because um, it's been so damn good. Oh man, well I I don't know I I can't um I can't contain my excitement any longer because I know you and I were talking um just prior to us recording here that. You know, just the excitement of this this week's episode. I I just I squeal and giggle every time I watch this episode. It was so oh, yeah, so good, right? Wasn't it amazing? Yeah. Oh man, there's just which you know we'll get into specifics, but yeah, there's yeah. just things where I was like, still nine episodes in, and it's still blowing my mind. I'm like, I'm getting to watch this happen on TV. Like, ah, what is that? I know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. <sighs> the re- rewatching is great. The older older ones, but getting to see like present day Dexter uh, and and watching it week to week is just like wow. We we're living in this time. Dexter's yep. back, you know. So so good. Yeah, every week it doesn't get old. I still feel um, you know amazing every time I get to watch one. So mm-hmm. I am super stoked to talk about this this week's episode. There's so much to unpack we you know when we talked about the title last week family business certainly some speculation about what that meant and this episode didn't disappoint uh and and they certainly meant what they said about family business so i i'm really excited to talk about this week's episode so let's go ahead and get started with our top five um paik you want to give us uh your number five for this week's penultimate episode all right um my number five, I, I was again, this week was kind of like last week. It was harder, even though it was longer. And there's a lot that happened in this episode. It, again, it was very cut down to like two or three main story threads. And that's really it. Mm-hmm. And so I had to kind of like, okay, 
<laughs> how do I pull five different points out of this? And so yeah. it kind of came to, so this first one is just kind of random, but it's um, Kurt and not necessarily what happens to him um, at the end, but just really just kind of pointing out stuff that we find out about him mm-hmm. or kind of the fact that here he's, he's still playing the game all the way till the end. Yes. Whatever, you know, he was doing and, and his little, you know, jabs and hunt for Dexter ends up being his downfall, but it's all, you know, till the end he's, he's playing that game. Uh, even going on with, with at Christmas when he shows up at Angela's house, just ruins the whole Christmas spirit, kills the vibe. But, uh, he does. He lets <laughs> air out of that balloon. Yeah, with Dexter and Harrison there, and yeah, they have the whole spending Christmas with your son exchange that had a lot of tension and stuff built into it. And then the just the finger guns at Harrison, which Harrison's face says everything. <laughs> um, right I there. know. Jeez. It's terrifying. Man, but it's just a cruel little touch where he's just like, catch you around. <laughs> and yep. man, he's. You would think that after he was caught by Dexter and stopped and Harrison made it out that you'd think because that's what Harrison and Dexter had assumed was all right he's gone he's gonna run he's been found out his he lost the game he's gonna run and he's lost he's gone and so for him to show up and realize oh he's still playing his game he hasn't given up and then we see yeah he's deciding he's still gonna keep going after Dexter where we see him gearing up getting the gun ready all of that stuff he's not done and he goes up to their house and is dousing the whole front of the house in gasoline. One of his gas trucks sets their house on fire and he's just waiting there with his rifle for them to come out and run out. Which you'd think, you know, wouldn't he think they would hear him spraying the house down and would have come out then? So obviously they're not home. <laughs> yeah, I did have a little bit of problem with that. Uh, yeah. I, like many things, um, you know, you have to just kind of not get too hung up on on things like that but yeah there i had issue with that too i thought man when you live in the sticks which i'm not even sure i'm clear how far out dexter is i mean i know he's not in town clearly he's kind of out on his own land but i mean there was that one morning uh harrison was going to walk to school and you know it's cold there's snow i can't imagine you're going to let your kid walk too far into town to go to school uh if you live like miles and miles out in the sticks but however when you are in a more rural setting and i can tell you this um because i've i've lived in very rural areas it's very quiet out in the country you're gonna hear anyone pulling up your drive uh you're gonna hear a big fuel truck you know you're gonna i mean i'm sure it was noisy as shit so you're gonna hear that and like you said also um you know the spraying of the gas on 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 the house you're gonna hear that kind of stuff so it was kind of like I don't know, probably not the best way for Kurt to kind of come back and, you know, try to lure them out from the house. But, uh, yeah, we're not going to focus too hard on it, but we recognize it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> clearly they're not home. You just spent that whole time I on know. the windows and roof. Backing like, up the truck, you know, pulling in, backing up, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure you're good. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, because they're not home because, you know, meanwhile, Dexter and Harrison are at Kurt's cabin about to burn his whole world down. You know, he's trying to take out their house, but yep. they're they're elsewhere. Uh, and and so, of course, you know, I'll get more into specifics of, of Dexter and Harrison later. I'm sure yes. we will. Oh, we are. We're going to dissect it for sure. But but with what they find, I'll go ahead and bring out because it's more on cart uh, is 
they they find their proof that they go looking for. Kurt's mm-hmm. trophies are there. And the trophies are like these creepy taxidermy lady shadow boxes. Yeah. Which I mean kind Good of parties. what we had yeah, like had had predicted or, you know, talked about, but to actually see it, you're like, oh my god, it's even worse than I ever imagined. Uh and his, you know, preserving them from the harsh world outside or whatever bullshit. Uh you know, we do see the f- girl from like the first episodes. They yes. focused on her a little bit. We see her. Of course, Chloe's not there because he fucked that one up. Uh, I had a question though. I don't know if you picked up or notices. There was one woman, one girl in one of the boxes that looked like Tess. Y- yes. And I was like, but I, I don't think that would make any sense because she doesn't fit the runaway thing. And and Kurt would know not to kill like a teacher slash bartender say, that everybody loves like she, it would be very i mean his whole well and i feel like even killing molly yeah, um, this is the, not she doesn't fit the runaway thing at right. all either so and maybe she's, it's just she was on to him and, and that's she, right she and well because she's high profile it was very risky mm-hmm. you know yeah. i mean he 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 targets you know runaways um People who, yes, may have families might be looking for them, but, you know, they just, because they ran away, they just assume they ran away. Um, not yeah. everyone assumes that they've they've been killed, although it's a fairly easy conclusion to come to if you, you know, if you do research. But anyway, um, yeah, Tess, I, I saw that, um, and I, I don't think it's her for a couple of reasons, and one is because they didn't make an effort to, like, focus on her. She was yeah. more, like, in the background, I think. I do think they tried to find someone that looked like her to maybe make you think that. But like you said, she's she has two jobs. She works as a bartender. She's a high school teacher. She's very well known. It's a small town. I don't think there's yeah. any way that Kurt would would risk, right? You know, something or doing something to her and maybe being caught. It's way easier to go after the girls that are run runaways. So I don't think it's her. Exactly. But yes, I did see yeah. what you were talking about. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I noticed it and it was close enough for me to have to like stop and be like. That's not Tess, is it? It like, looked a lot I, like her, for sure. It really does. Yeah. And I just saw her in the, the actress in another movie I watched last night. So she was like, fresh on my mind, too. I'm like, hang on. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I recognized her in that movie, which just random tangent. Yeah, because I watched, finally got around to watching Tick, Tick, Boom on Netflix last night. Oh. Highly recommend it. Beautiful. But yeah, uh, she was in that. I was like, Tess. Yeah. <laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> yeah let's hope she's still alive anyway i, I don't think it's her yeah but yeah I, I i totally saw that yeah but then of course the the molly reveal there at the end oh boy i was like you called it again rima damn you stop doing this <laughs> no. i know i just i uh, yeah i don't know i i don't know where's she been at and what was he working on and it's like oh you, yeah you you were right I didn't oh, want to man. be. I felt really bad. <laughs> she was starting to grow on me. That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah. But, but man. Um, and then one more other thing during the big uh, family business scene that again we will get to uh, mm-hmm. in due time thoroughly. But Kurt does say one thing while he's on Dexter's table or <laughs> the table there, where he says, "It's the way he says, yeah, you got me." It's all me. Every bit of it. And I was like, well, that didn't sound suspicious at all, Kurt. Like, what Thank is he you. like? Like, he's not the only one doing it. What's what is he hinting at? Like, I <laughs> thank you. It was, it was weird enough, like the way he delivered it to where I I caught that. Like, I was like, 
hang on that was that was weird um <laughs> i'm glad you picked up on that too I, I did even on my first watch you know i was like he says that very weird he says yeah. it almost like in a sarcastic kind of way almost like he wasn't working alone which we've speculated yeah. about before you know we've yeah you know talked about you know what he was doing with the women and embalming them is are are they preserved somewhere are they in someone's room as trophies and we got the answer here but it was very strange i i don't know yet what will happen next and if he i mean i mean it feels like he probably was but when the way he said that it definitely was kind of like wait a minute you know it, i don't know i i yeah. i i was very suspicious of how of what of how he said that too yeah, I was just like, uh, uh, okay. Something was up, it felt <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. But then, yeah, yeah. but then, like, the last note I really have is that, you know, he does lay everything out and, like, his reasoning, whatever mm-hmm. his, quote, c- code, you know, was for the girls he picked and everything. And, and I don't have to really get into it, because, like you said, I mean, it's pretty much everything we had already speculated and pieced together pretty well. Yeah. Over this season, we've kind of thought about it and talked about it, and I think we... We're pretty good at nailing down some of those things. So I think, yeah, he pretty much as he's giving it, and I was like, yeah, uh huh, yeah, you're right, we got it, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, we did. I think we we did. I think we pieced it together really well um, as far as you know what his motivations were. We didn't know exactly that, like exactly what he was doing there at the end or what was happening to the women later. But I, I feel like once we heard the story about his father, uh, it wasn't too hard to piece together. Yeah, what his motivations were. So. Oh, Kurt. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a good bad guy. He always I mean he really was. Clancy Brown's always a good bad guy. Um, but he was a, a really great villain. Absolutely. Uh for Dexter. So kudos to him. I love him. Um that was a great number five. Great way to, to start it. Um I I wanna start with my number five. Um, because I love this episode so much, I want to talk a little bit about why I loved it. And we're going to go into greater details as we move on. But the, I think some things that made this episode so special, um, and again, why it's so hard to like feel like it's the end, like there's only one more episode, because we, we got this episode, and we don't want to say goodbye to it yet. Um, yeah. This episode brought back so many things that made the first few seasons and season four so great. Uh, season four is really uh, kind of, the, for me personally, um, the pinnacle of Dexter, um, you oh, know, yeah. at its best. And and the seasons leading up to that were just absolutely amazing as well. Uh, in this episode, you know, we got Dexter, you know, um, in the first handful of seasons, you know, Dexter became a family man. You know, he when he was dating Rita, uh, he was a great, like, well, and I'm saying all this knowing, yes, I know he's a serial killer, okay? But <laughs> <laughs> this is the mask he's putting on, um, you know, and how he's pretending. Um, because I do believe that he had a great affection for Aster and Cody, and I do believe that he grew to love them and to love Rita. I, I know that he's a psycho. We've speculated about does he really have feelings and can he feel love? And, you know, I, I feel like for his family, yes. Um, but anyway, we, we saw Dexter in those first uh, handful of seasons become this awkward family man. And he was a good parent to Astor and Cody. You know, he'd come over and he would get goofy with them, play games with them. 
And he was just kind of like that goofy um, dad. And he would like to do silly things with them. And he did the same thing with Harrison after he was born. Um, And how protective, you know, that he was over them. We saw how, you know, he stood up for them, protected them, protected Rita. Um, And we lost some of that after season four, you know, after Rita died and then Aster and Cody went and lived with their grandparents. Dexter was still a good dad to Harrison, but we lost that lightness, you know, that he had, that silly, goofy um, dad. Um, Another thing that we got back in this episode, we got a lot of our dark humor back. Yeah. Which was classical Dexter uh, in this episode. Um, we had some super fun cat and mouse games um, mm-hmm. that included, you know, the the beginning that we get where Do- uh, Dexter's stalking the clown. And then, of course, with Kurt uh, in this episode. I mean, all of this was classic stuff that we love so much about the original. Um, and when I mentioned earlier, all the silly dad things that he did, we got this full on in um, the scenes with him and Harrison. Now there were some very serious things, which we'll talk about, but some of the fun things, you know, when he's opening presents, you know, with Harrison, you know, and he's like, you know, he's like, is that, is that for me? And he's like, only one way to find out, you know, and he's, yeah. you know, just kind of, you know, going along with him while he's opening the presents. And then when he gives him the ugly Christmas sweater, yeah. I mean, it, that was classic. Um yeah. You know, the whole, so much of this was was great. That dark humor that we got in the beginning um, with the clown, um, with Wiggles, uh, when he when he stares at the camera and knocks the red nose off his off his face. <laughs> yep. Just. <laughs> yep. Perfect. Fills I mean, me with so much glee. <laughs> it was classic, and I just giggled and squealed and was just delighted because I thought. Mm-hmm. This, this is our classic Dexter. This is what yeah. I've been waiting for. You know, he's he's been, you know, there's been hints of it right under the surface this whole season. And I've not been disappointed. I don't want to make it sound like I'm disappointed. But, you know, he, he has been a little different, you know. Um, he's evolved. He hasn't been, like, killing. He's not in that mode anymore. And he was always, you know, um, himself when he was on the hunt, you know, for his prey, uh, you know, and he always, you know, um, in his inner monologue, his dark humor, you know, always came out. Um, and we haven't really got to see a lot of that um, this episode because he's not killing a, a new person every week, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's been a little bit different, different circumstances and situations, and it's 10 years later. But, you know, this is what, you know, I've been waiting for. Um, so this this episode really does make it hard for me to kind of get to a point where you know now we're going to have to to say goodbye but it totally makes makes it worth it um like you were saying this kind of helps erase um a little bit of you know how some of the latter season or the later seasons went and how it ended um originally with season eight so i i just thought you know, and, and there's other nostalgic kind of moments and callbacks and Easter eggs that that I'll talk about as as we get into the details. But I just wanted to have some appreciation um, and show appreciation for this episode, at least as a whole, of of what makes this episode a standout from uh, some of the other episodes that we've gotten so far. And it was written by Scott Reynolds, um, which is really exciting. He's an OG writer and EP for mm-hmm. the original. Um, and I just got to say kudos to this guy. He knocked out the oh, yeah. freaking park. So Yeah, solid. It is. Um, so what is your number four? 
All right. Uh, my number four, uh, you talked about some of the little things in it, but uh, I just <laughs> titled it Wiggles. But uh, <laughs> but it, it, it goes beyond just Wiggles the Clown, but like the whole opening mm-hmm. scene, I kind of just have as my number four of Dexter finally revealing kind of who he is to Harrison. Um, it was a lot more gradual than we were thinking it could have been or were hoping it was going to be. Yes. And a big part of that is Deb and his consciousness there playing this like role of, you know, caution and not wanting Dexter to, to reveal everything to keep it at the very bare minimum. Like let him know you understand. And you both have this, these urges and dark tendencies, but, but don't dump everything on him because what if, what if that's too much for him? What if he's like, you're a fucking serial killer. What? I'm going to the police right now. Like she's like, you still have to be very cautious. You can't just give him everything. And he builds through that, you know, through the episode, but Mm -hmm. all of that was great from Deb. She's sitting there on the (laughs) next, um, next to to Harrison there on the, at the um, next to the fire. And she just, she's like careful, you know, and Mm -hmm. she just constantly is like kind of holding him back. Like, do not tell him that. And like the ritual, like do not, you mm-hmm. can tell him about your sick little <laughs> ritual. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. I did like that she she kept him from that. Like, she was like he doesn't need to know, especially because it works later on because Dexter's like, yeah, you know, people like Cart like to keep trophies of their victims. And then he has to keep in mind, like, I, mean, and I did ha- too. How does he know not, this? You know? <laughs> he knows because yeah. he does too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Yeah. It was cool to kind of kick this off. We got, a, we got Dexter back in Miami. Uh, it's a flashback, but we did. We got him. Uh, which was cool. Yes. Visiting Wiggles the clown. I was like, why is it always these? Why is it always the creepy clowns that are kidnapping oh and murdering children? I, know. I don't. I don't need this. Fucking creepy um. clowns. <laughs> I'm sorry to any clowns out there, but Jesus <laughs> scares the hell out of me. It's just creepy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's cool that this like Wiggles backstory flashback thing is like a visual medium for Dexter explaining to Harrison what he does and how the code works and how you find proof and you enact a plan and you take the person and then you get all the way kind of to the point where he's like, eh, um, and, and then, uh, and then they stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> I confront like, them and they stop. <laughs> I love that. You know, uh, it's like, so, so doing that, confronting him, that, that made him stop scaring him like that. And then we get, to, yes, he never hurt anyone again. Like, but Case you know, like closed. Harrison's, yeah, <laughs> Harrison's smart enough. Like, clearly, he doesn't believe that's just it. You know, and he does question him later in the episode. Like, you, you totally killed the guy, right? And he's like, yeah. But, uh, but I love his, like, you know, yeah, I, I gave him a stern talking to, and he never acted on his dark urges again after seeing the error of his ways. And then I gave him a cupcake, and we're still pin pals to this day. Like, what did you expect for? <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know, I think, uh, and I'm glad this is your point because actually, this is my number four too: is Confessions of the Father. And mm-hmm. I, I think that Harrison, in that moment, he's so like relieved and like feels like this weight has been lifted off of him because he's had that connection with his dad. Um, he's learning about his dad. Hey, I've got this darkness in me too. I was born in blood too. I had to see my mother murdered too. Um, and this is how I've, I've dealt with it. I think all of this um, was so overwhelming for, for Harrison to, to be hearing this and not just like, you know, the, the, the pieces of what Dexter was choosing to tell him um, that he didn't think it through. Like he did not think it through that Dexter was 
actually killing people. I, I think if it, yeah. you know, at first, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but like you but said, it, it later, meant a lot later. to him. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, he takes the whole concept of the dark passenger mm-hmm. as he's explaining that. Like Harrison takes to that really easily. He understands and feels that on a deep level, and you can see that he's like, okay, that that actually makes a lot of sense, and that puts me in a clear mind space, like mind space of where I'm at. And the things that I'm dealing with, and then that you deal with it too. So, yeah, like I said, like he, in that moment, he's very much just relating to that and relieved. It's like, oh, I'm not alone. And so, yeah, that is a good point that it takes him a while to really kind of marinate on it to be like, there's more to that end, isn't there? Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I think it made total sense. I mean, this whole episode was so fantastic. I mean, everything that I mentioned before, my number five, um, all of that supported by the fantastic acting. Uh, in this episode. I mean, Michael C. Hall, who is always uh, amazing, always. um, But Jack Alcott as well uh, was Mm -hmm. just brilliant. I mean, you could really see that emotion on his face as he's just feeling that relief. And he lets out this big sigh, like this big air of relief, like, whoa, I'm, I'm not alone. You truly get me. Everything that you're saying is me too. That's me. Um, and that's a lot for uh, any any kid, any kid, you know, that feels seen and understood. But for someone like Harrison, who has the feelings that he has, he doesn't feel normal. He, you know, wants to hurt people, his darkness, things like that, and where he thinks that there's something wrong with him. And any time that someone can open up to you and say, yeah, me too, that's huge to them. So, yeah, I firmly believe that's why he wasn't able to think it through, because he is a smart kid. You know, yeah. Um, I think any and, anything else he would have put it together sooner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because there's little hints and things in what Dexter said that I think set in Harrison's mind enough to make him kind of question it. Like, uh, of course, making sure to lay out the rules of the code really well is like you have mm-hmm. to make sure a hundred percent proof of their crimes. And this, yeah, it's like you know. Well, you're not going to tell him that unless you're planning on doing more than just talking to him, <laughs> like <laughs> right. There's more room for misunderstanding in just talking to somebody, but you can't misunderstand a situation if you're killing somebody necessarily as as well. And so there's those like those little things in that because he wants to know like if Harrison goes to a certain level that there is the structure of the code. He wants to make sure that that is implemented pretty early on. Yes. But then other things he says, uh, I wish I like the line you know because he says you know Harry kept it a secret from the rest of the family, which I love dead, but fucking a he did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then the way he says, but I would never hurt family. That's another little thing that he says that's kind of a little more than just talking to people that are doing bad things. Uh, Which, again, you know, not physically he didn't hurt family, but that look that he gets from Deb says there was definitely pain involved. There was definitely Uh, pain involved. But you know what? You know, Dexter never – he never did, at least physically, hurt family. mm -hmm. Even after Deb found out who he was – because um, I think he was asked, oh, who asked him? Was it a psychiatrist? I think in one of the previous seasons, I, I'm, it's, it, it escapes me. Um, why he didn't kill Deb after she found out? You know, because the mm-hmm. whole, you know, first rule: don't get caught. And he's like, because Deb's family, I would never hurt my family. Yeah. Um, and again, like. Yeah. Not physically, now emotionally, and things he's he's done things to hurt them because he's he he he's very socially clueless um mm-hmm. 
uh, and and things inadvertently that he his actions, um, like with the Trinity Killer, ended up getting Rita killed, which in yeah. turn then hurt Harrison, um, and then he left Harrison. So I mean, there's things yeah. like that that have definitely um, impacted his loved ones. Um, but right, I don't think he would ever, ever like kill one of his family members right. or someone that he considered family anyway. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the clown nose bit, which again, just <sighs> so much fun. So freaking brilliant. Uh, now what I, one thing I didn't understand about when, when Deb interrupting, it was, she goes, Hey, that's enough. And it, it comes after Dexter says, you know, Wiggles would have tortured and killed that kid. And then she goes, Hey, that's enough. And I was like, well, I mean, it seems like pretty basic explanation. Like Harrison's old enough to fully get the concept of what Dex is saying. And it's a good example of how this guy is, definitely somebody who fits the code and the good that comes out of choosing him so that one i didn't quite get deb having like don't take that too far it's like well i wonder it it sets up his example really well i think it does but i think that um it would i i think that that being said was like you're going to lead harrison down that path like well i i I had to, you know, what I had to do to keep him from hurting and killing other children, you know, because he, you know, would deserve to die. So that would lead to thinking that Dexter had to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that was that was what my thought was, because I, I thought that, too. I was like, why did she why was she saying that in that moment? And I thought, oh, well, maybe because he said, you know, I'm not planting anything. I'm not leading him anywhere like he's trying to let him come he he wants him to organically get there he wants Harrison to yeah. figure it out he's you can see Dexter sometimes just looking at him like please just say it please just say mm-hmm. it and when he finally does he's like okay you know and he has to like okay am i going to admit it and then he does but it's like he's he's yeah. he's got that hope in his eyes that Harrison comes to it organically and that he doesn't you know cuz he he's like if he if he comes to it himself and he doesn't tell him, it's like it almost makes it easier to swallow, maybe. Um, so yeah, maybe that maybe sense. that's why she was holding him back um, mm-hmm. because he was, you know, kind of leading to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the last note I had on here is just where he goes. So you're like Batman, or you're kind of like Batman, or something. I was like, well, he did just defeat the Joker, kind of in that backstory. Um, he did. <laughs> But then he says, I always kind of like Dark Defender better. And I was like, ooh, the Dark Defender Dark moniker Defender. returns. Oh, man. Because that goes all the way back to season, season two. two. <laughs> man. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. That was so – he's like, I like Dark Defender. And I was just like, yeah. no, shut up. Um, so, yeah, Dark Defender is the fifth episode. It's a, it's the title of the fifth mm-hmm. episode of season two uh, from Dexter. Um this episode uh, involved Dexter investigating a crime scene in a comic book store um, while he's doing his blood spatter analysis and, and Dokes is there, LaGuardia is there. Um, he sees a poster of the Dark Defender, a character that was inspired by Dexter's own crimes under the guise of the Bay Harbor Butcher. Um, and that's that's how it was explained that, you know, he's he's a vigilante. And, um, mm-hmm. and it's funny because he, you know, has... A, a you know a line there that he's like um he's like oh, i think that has a better ring to it dark defender has a, a better ring than bay harbor butcher which is very yeah. funny and classic dexter um and then in that episode he dreams that he 
um, as the Dark Defender, dressed as the Dark Defender, saves his mother's life. Um, so, so yeah, and I remember him looking at the poster. Uh, he's got like this hood, like this leather, long leather trench coat with a hood kind of uh, covering the top half of the face or the top half of the, half, half the face is like in shadow. And he's wearing like leather pants. And uh, Dexter's kind of looking out like, hmm, that could be a look. And he's like, hmm, all that leather in Miami? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's <was> funny. <laughs> Might work better here in Iron Lake, though. <laughs> it would work in Iron Lake. Yeah. Could use a little bit of that. But yeah, great callback to the Dark Defender. Yeah, I got excited when he said that. I was like, oh, yay. Man. Dark Defender. I love how I love they, they bring out some of these um, Easter eggs and callbacks. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, um, so, I mean, you, you said it really well. Like I said, I, I was happy that this conversation uh, between Dexter and Harrison was on screen because I, I had a little mm-hmm. bit of fear that it was going to be off screen. And I thought, no, uh, I really want to be on screen. And they did not disappoint. Like I said, the acting here was in this entire episode was just phenomenal. You could really, you know, um, see that interaction between them, the chemistry that they had and how it seemed like they really were father and son. And it was just, it was, it was beautiful and it was lovely. And if you kind of take out the whole serial killer thing, (laughs) (laughs) you know, just put that to the side for a minute. Um, It was a really beautiful moment between father and son. And that's really kind of what we've been wanting the entire season is like, God, would you two just talk to each other already? Um, And, you know, um, come, you know, come to terms here. Um, and make things right. And that's what happened. Um, So it it did not disappoint. I'm so glad that we got it on screen. I thought it was absolutely brilliant that they used uh, one of Dexter's old kills as a framing device. You know, I thought that was that was brilliant. Um, uh, You know, because we got to see Dexter, the old Dexter back in action. I got to see him in his Henley and his cargo pants. (laughs) Um, We get some fun, you know, um, you know, with how playful Dexter is being throughout the whole thing, we got some action, you know, to what would normally be just a one-on-one conversation. So it really enhanced yeah. the whole conversation between um, where they could just be sitting there having a conversation. You got some action along with it and some storytelling, which was absolute fun. Good to see Dexter back in Miami. Um, I also enjoyed, did you notice... Um, how the aspect ratio changed to the old format in those scenes. Mm-hmm. And then it went back to letterbox for the present yeah. day. I really loved that back and forth. Um, so yeah. And then let's see dark defender. We've talked about him. Um, but yeah, just I, this whole com- conversation with them and this beginning of what leads to the rest of the episodes I thought was really great. Um, and it, it didn't disappoint. So I loved it. Um, okay. What is your number three? All right. My number three, uh, I'm going to, we'll, 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 we'll take a break from the dark and macabre a little bit uh, <laughs> and, and just spend some happy family, wonderful Christmas morning. Oh, That's my yes. number three is just Christmas morning um, with the Christmas presents. Uh, you know, you're saying kind of get that little, his, him being a playful dad again and getting to do that. Of course, there still was, was, was there this really small, sick part of you that was thinking, what if Elric's chopped up body parts are in those boxes? That would be really like. Oh, man, I did not. <laughs> I, I... Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I was just like, it's like, see, this is what daddy does. This is what I was doing. This is what daddy does for work, son. <laughs> this is what keeps me away at night. 
Yeah, because I mean, he had to go deal with the corpse sickle right before that. So he did it. That was got <laughs> that taken care of. Easy cleanup, so that's good. Uh, I'm I'm glad that he went back and did that too. I was like, okay, loose end taken care of. Um, I assume he cleaned up the cabin and stuff too while he's there. Uh, we'll just go with it. But yeah, uh, yeah. Nobody parts cleaned in the up all that Christmas blood presents. too. Right. Uh, but socks and thermals, you know, winter clothes for Harrison to have while he lives here, which is actually really nice. I, I'm like, that's actually it's yeah. a really good gesture. Well, and I mean, just to speak of practicalities, I feel like Harrison did not show up with very much. He had, what, a backpack no. of, of things? Right. And I feel like he probably didn't have very many clothes. He didn't look to have very many warm clothes. Freaking cold there, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like Dexter's got uh, access to um, all of that at the store, so mm-hmm. makes makes for good good gift giving. And it was sweet. Yeah. It was sweet. Yes. Dad gifts. And Yeah, very, very <laughs> nice. But, but practical. Good, yes. good practical dad gifts. But then there was also the rifle, the which rifle is that Elric's rifle? Because that would be something fun. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, the one that Dexter was shot with, which, again, if I have to throw out a little complaint, he seemed to be just fine from taking a shot to the leg the night before. Uh, <laughs> he, he he healed up quite fast. Yeah, <laughs> he he, we, he seems to have forgotten he was shot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have to I, again, one of those things I have to kind of let go. But I was like, maybe. He's not limping or try, he's trying to fake it a little bit just uh, so he doesn't have to answer questions. Mm-hmm. But I mean, still, how can I mean, I feel like sometimes if you're going to limp, you're going to limp and you're just going to have to yeah. be like, well, it looks you know, like I fell or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe a, a piece to get. Maybe it was more of a graze. He got lucky. Uh, yeah, maybe it did get to the point where he was like having to force himself to bleed to make a trail. So like he wasn't constantly bleeding out like the bleeding was stopping on its own before too long. So so maybe it wasn't as bad of a shot. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I know. I was trying to think. That, I was like, yeah, maybe it was just a graze. Maybe it was enough to, you know, it, it hurts like hell um, in the moment. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I don't know. Again, yeah, I was trying to think. That. I was like, maybe it wasn't enough to t- go th- like a through and through, you know, and, and do muscle damage where you probably are going to be limping a lot more. So, but yeah, yeah. he seemed to, you know, Maybe it was his super superpower. Uh, the Dark Defender mm-hmm. was yeah. uh, healed him up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, but I was wondering, is that Eric's rifle that he was being shot at with? Did he go get a new like a gun? I hope it was a new gun and register it to Harrison. Or I hope it was like, a new gun. Oh, here's this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it wouldn't do well to have a dead man's gun no. in, in your home. So yeah, which then Harrison picked up shooting super fast. That was takes after his aunt Deb. Yeah. Yeah, exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Dexter's laying the blending in stuff on a little thick. Um, it was like Harrison's not completely clueless. Like he's got social skills. We've seen that. He you don't have to keep keep layering on this. Like, and here's to help you blend in, you weirdo. Um, <laughs> so he's he's okay. <laughs> I I agree, uh, but it's part of the code, I guess. Uh, yeah, you know the blending in, and I think that. Dexter is just so giddy. Like, he is just so happy. He is so excited because he is, you know, Harrison is like me and we've connected and he, I've I've told him all of these things and he, he hasn't run away from the house screaming, you know, Um, and I think he's just feeling so great. Like, he's just running with it. Like, yeah, (laughs) well, this is part of it. You got to blend in. But yeah, you're right. I mean, and we've talked about how Harrison doesn't really, you know, he's he's like Dexter, but like not not 
as much like Dexter, where he does have social cues, he can socialize. He, you know, um, he he does blend in and fit in. So I, I think he's just being a silly dad. Yeah, <laughs> which the sweaters are perfection oh on top God. of that. I do love that. Loved it. Uh, so good. And then comes the one biggest complaint. Like it was, uh, we've talked so much about like, oh, this episode's so good, and I feel like I have too many complaints for an episode that I say is really good. But <laughs> last one, but it's one major one that I got hung up on that. Again, you've you've been able to answer some of them, so maybe you can help. Uh, but uh, what seems very weird is what, why are Dexter and Harrison doing Christmas with Angela and Audrey? Okay, yep. Um, um, Dexter's calling Angela babe, g- kissing her, Harrison and Audrey are a thing. And I was like, when the fuck did that happen? Because Angela pretty much broke up with Dexter, didn't trust him, very, la- very much laid it out. Like, we, we are done, I don't trust you, and we need to separate things. And then Audrey wasn't like the biggest Harrison fan the last time they spoke. So what changed so drastically within like a day that we weren't clued in on or something? It was like, oh, by the way, everything's happy again. And I mean, Angela's clearly bothered because she's got her own extracurricular things going on that she's finding out about Dexter. But aside from that, like to still have like invite them over for Christmas presents and they bought everybody, you know, each other stuff and they're having like a family time together. And then he said he was supposed to come back and do dinner and stuff with them that night. Where did that come from? (laughs) I don't have, well, and I don't know that I really have a lot of answers for anything. I'm just trying to think of what makes sense in my head. I don't know that I'm right about anything at all because I don't really have any, you know, uh, insider um, insight or anything like that. This one um, stumped me too. I I thought Angela dumped his ass. And so when he's like, you know, oh, here, you know, and then they show up at Angela's and I'm like, wait, didn't they break up or didn't she break up with him? Like you said, when she confronted him, you know, and is like, I know that you're Dexter Morgan and you've been lying to me this entire time. That seemed to be a deal breaker for her. And I'm not saying that it, it wasn't. She's still, I think, pissed. Um, but I thought she was, but I mean, we didn't see the actual don't, you know, this is it for us. We don't have a relationship. We didn't actually see a breakup. So I don't know if there was just a, we're going to have to figure this thing out. Um, or we need to talk about it. I don't know if because of everything that has been happening with Kurt. Um, and then, of course, like you said, she's had her own um, extracurricular activities going on on the side with her investigating, um, you know, Dexter and Bay Harbor Butcher, that they just haven't had that conversation. I don't know. Um, but I was yeah. like, okay. But, but like I said, she's clearly still not comfortable with him. Yeah. Um, and, and, I think angry. I think she's still angry at him for lying. Um, You know, she's not, they've not had that conversation. Um, And I think, you know, she's very suspicious of him of the things that she's learning so far. So I don't know. I'm, I'm stumped on it too. Maybe it was just like, well, we're, we're we're figuring it out. Yeah. It just, it seemed kind of weird for them to get together and have family Christmas after everything that's happened between them. It's like, Okay. Uh, <laughs> it did. We'll just roll with it. Um, there's monkey bread involved, so I'm happy. Um, oh, I was like, God, mm, monkey, bread. monkey bread. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, setting that aside, uh, then then the rest of Christmas morning and everything, I, I really enjoyed up until, like I said earlier, when Kurt showed up to kill the whole vibe. But, yes, yeah, so, you know, Angela's feeding Dexter's Christmas sweater addiction. And then 
Harrison gets Audrey a pretty cool scarf, which I digged. Uh, I, I dug that. Mm-hmm. And then Angela gets a police handbook from Dexter. So romantic. Clueless. Right? Uh, <laughs> Dexter is still so clueless. And <laughs> but I, I thought that scene was uh, was cute and funny and kind of a way. She's like, really? Okay. <laughs> it's just classic Dexter that he thinks uh, that that's like a good gift. Right. Yeah. Read the room. <laughs> to help you blend in. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the best gift I know how to give is help people blend into things. I don't yes. know. <laughs> Waiting for him to give like a box of donuts. That's right. <laughs> that was always his You like that, right? It's always his way of blending in at Miami Metro. Yeah. He always brought in donuts. <laughs> Be like everyone else. That's funny. Yeah, good observations. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I guess we just, like I said, have to just be like, okay, I guess they didn't officially break up yet. Um, because that was the only thing I could think of in my head. Um, too many other things going on, I guess. Been a lot of drama mm-hmm. in the last, like, handful of weeks or whatever. Because I think it's only been, like, a, a matter of weeks um, Yeah. that, you know, this has all happened since Harrison showed up and all the events. That's a, not a, a lot of time with when you look at everything mm-hmm. um good points good points um well let's talk a little bit about uh kurt again um because yeah r.i.p kurt um we had the question answered we, we, we <clears throat> kind of speculated from the previous episode where did kurt go Uh, when he ran away in the dark after he tried to shoot Harrison and um, Uh Dexter showed up, he took off running and it was like he was there one minute and then gone. Yes, I know he had camouflage on. Yes, it was dark, but uh, seemed like pretty good disappearing act and believe he slipped down his little secret hatch there. Um, So Dexter and Harrison make the discovery with the drone. Ha ha. The drone Mm -hmm. that (laughs) Kurt gave him. (laughs) Fuck you, Kurt, and thanks for the drone. Exactly. Uh, Finds this hiding spot and decides to go check it out. Um, And, yeah, then we find out what he's been up to, um, his his trophy room, which, creepy, uh, and it might be one of the most disturbing things I've seen um, in in Dexter. We find out about his motive, which we've talked about, so I won't talk about that again. Um, But I want to talk a little bit about... um, So after after they discover the trophy room um and they're like okay now we got to go get kurt we he meets the code um and you know harrison does come to the realization you know himself of he's like you 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 killed them right you you killed wiggles and uh he's like yeah i did and i i, I was thinking the same i thought this this you know, when Deb's like, once you tell him, if you tell him, you can't go back. Like, there's no going yeah. back. And I was thinking the same. I was like, man, I just don't know. I, I I, liked where Dexter went in the beginning when he was telling him, you know, yes, I have this darkness inside of me. Um, you know, I, I, I hunt them down and I confront them. And I, I realize cutting it off there maybe doesn't quite make the, make as much sense, but... I thought, man, once you tell him that, uh, there, there's no going back. That that's just 
a road I'm not sure I was ready for him to go down. Um, so once he comes to that realization, um, which had a feeling that, that he would, um, they decide to go, go get Kurt and they go and find him at his, at his house because he's running after they trip the camera, which on, on purpose, which that was really funny. Yeah. From Dexter. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> him looking through that uh, camera that he had uh, going down the hatch was like such a, a fuck you to Kurt. <laughs> it was really funny. I know. The only thing that would have made it better is if Harrison would just like flipped the camera off as he's climbing down the stairs. Yeah. Like, the ladder, like, ha ha. Yeah. Yep. Fuck yep. you, Kurt. That, that would have <laughs> topped it off great. But I think he did get that. In, in in a little bit whenever he whenever they did show up and mm-hmm. Harrison comes around and he goes hey fucko and he does the mocking finger guns right back to yeah. him <laughs> yep <laughs> so good <laughs> so then of course they, they, they it's a nice touch it is a nice touch it was a really nice <laughs> touch uh, so of course they get Kurt they bind him up um, Dexter is talking Harrison through all this because he's like why all the plastic and he explains to him you know why and they're going through, you know, once they wake up Kurt and, you know, as Dexter is talking to Kurt, that speech that he's giving him, um, and you go, cause Kurt's like, oh, I, they're runaways, you know, I was trying to save them and I try to do all these right things for them, but they still want to go back out there. So I preserve them and keep them safe forever, which total bullshit right um and dexter calls him out on that you know he says you know bullshit that's it's a power move you enjoy the power that you hold over them you like the hunt the capture um their terror um feeding you while he's feeding the darkness inside of him and told kurt that he deserved to die and as He's saying that you can see this look at here because the camera keeps panning over to Harrison and he's looking from Kurt to Dexter to Dexter to Kurt. And it seems like Harrison registers the hypocrisy of what Dexter's saying, you know, as he's watching all of this unfold. Um, and when Dexter is saying those things to, to Kurt, I feel like we're hearing that for a reason. When he said, you know, their terror feeds you. It's a power move. You enjoy the hunt. You enjoy the capture. You f- you're feeding mm-hmm. the darkness inside of you. You deserve to die. It feels like he's he's talking about himself. And it, mm-hmm. it scared me because I'm i like, what does that mean for the next episode? Um, right. I feel like it was just, it, it just struck a chord with me. It may not mean anything because I don't know how it ends. I didn't even watch the next week um, trailer mm-hmm. yet. Um, so I don't know anything, but it just, it, it left this, like cold um like this cold wave just went right over me i was like i don't like hearing that i feel like that's a little foreshadowing or something um Mm -hmm. and i feel like this conversation um and because this is just for me um i don't know about anyone else but the conversation with harrison um who's saying like you know you saved all of those people um Cause he's like, he's rationalizing what Dexter did. He's like, you killed Wiggles, but you saved all those kids. Think of all the kids that you've saved that he could have hurt. Um, when he says that about Kurt, he's like, you've, you've saved maybe hundreds of women that he, he was going to continue to, to hunt and kill. 
um, it was almost like it was a conversation with us, the audience and the fans. And I think that is one reason why they showed Dexter his process of killing Kurt and the dismembering him. We've never really seen that in yeah. um, in other episodes. There was one episode that, that stands out, and that's the episode where Harry catches him. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we don't normally see the brutality that comes with what Dexter does. We, we know it. We know his MO. We know, you know, strapping, you know, people on a table in plastic, um, showing the pictures of, of victims. Um, we know that he chops them up into garbage bags and dumps them in the, in the ocean. But to actually see that process with Kurt, you know, when he's showing him like, um, how he's sawing off his arm. Um, I feel like, we were having to see this as a reminder that how brutal Dexter really is and that he's a vicious killer. Um, Like we need to be reminded of that. Um, It's for me, it was like, we're supposed to be Harrison in that kill room Um, all this time. You know, for me again, talking about me here and maybe some other people too, (laughs) you know, we've been rooting for Dexter. Uh, Yeah. I, I know who he is. It's not right, no matter how much you try to rationalize, oh, he kills bad guys, so it's okay. It's not. But you root for him. He's someone that you can find, you know, he's charming and such. Um, so when when the show started, you know, he we want him, we wanted him to teach Harrison the code. Um, but the writers was like, oh, yeah, that's what you want? Here you go. You know, um, I feel like they were being very intentional about showing how brutal Dexter's kill kills are by showing that dismemberment when normally they would have hidden it from us in the past. Um, <sighs> yeah, that's a good point. Like we are kind of Harrison in that moment. Like, okay, you've spent this time really looking up to him and thinking, Oh, somebody gets me. And like, you know, this, you know, this anger at the world. And like, there's this like kind of, you know, judgmental, like, vindication that you get in it. Like, yeah, if you could just go out and do that and, and you know, take care of the problems. It's like, okay, so you've looked up to this guy. All right, now you have to sit here and watch the truth, the reality of what's going on, and can you stomach it? Is that really what you look up to? Yeah. That is a good point. Well, and, and, and yeah, and, and all the things I'm saying, because I feel like I'm saying all these things and it makes sense in my head, but I don't know if I'm, if I'm saying it the way I really want to, but all of these things um, I feel like are building up. Like I said, the, the things that he said to Kurt um, and the hypocrisy of what he's saying to Kurt when he's really kind of talking about himself and that saying that he deserves to die. And then we see the brutality of one of Dexter's kills. Cause man, even the noise, I don't know if you had your, mm-hmm. your volume up or not, but my God, just the noise of him as he's sawing away at Kurt's uh, feet and his arm and things like that, it was brutal. And I was kind of like, Oh, okay, this is kind of gross, you know? Uh, And I'm not a stranger, you know, to, to violent things in movies or anything, but all of this um, feels like they're trying to distance us from Dexter, making Mm -hmm. us question him in preparation for the finale is, is kind of what I'm getting at. Like they're, really putting it out there and reminding us of who Dexter really is for a reason. Um, and then of course you've got Harrison this whole time watching all of this and he's watching Dexter. Um, and 
then he you can start to see how he experiences some of that PTSD with the blood on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that moment, if if everyone remembers um, how that mirrors Dexter's panic attack in season one, um, there was that hotel room that the ice truck killer just completely like covered in blood. I mean, ceiling, walls, the floor, it was soaked uh, in blood. So much blood that Dexter fell in the blood. Mm-hmm. Like he, he slipped and fell in the blood in the crime scene um, when, when he got on scene to go um, observe and, and t- uh, do his analysis. Um, and that is what triggered his memories of him witnessing his mom being killed. Um, so it was very much mirrored that, that moment. Um, so, and then another thing of this um, scene, Dexter's lack of awareness in that scene and the reality of that scene was kind of hard to watch. Uh, like I said, the sound effects showing the body, um, they really, you know, the writers did a great job of really showing us how messed up the situation was uh, because it was clear that Harrison was having a hard time. And I know that Dexter was kind of trying to check in with him. Hey, are you okay? You can go outside, you know, if, if you don't have to watch. Um, but I just, I don't, think he understood the impact. I mean, I just, I, I've said it before, I just really don't think Harrison is exactly like Dexter. I know he's got darkness in him. I know he's been through a trauma. I think they're similar. They're not the same. And yeah. I just, I feel like this was something that I don't know was a little too far uh, for, for Harrison to watch. What do you think? I mean, they They made sure to kind of show some of the lingering looks or little moments like when Dexter's really in it, like, you know, the way he talks to his victims, you know, making those little like jokes and quips, but then really getting into, you know, this is what you deserve, you know, like what he said, but, you know, you see the way he's talking about it. And then they, they do, they kind of show Harrison be like, damn, he's getting really into this. Like the, he, you can see that Dexter's getting some kind of pleasure from what he's doing also. Yes. Even when he stabs Kurt and you see him kind of have that, He's relishing a uh, release, mm-hmm. you know, and that, uh, and then, you know, it shows Harris, you know, like it, it doesn't show Harrison after that, but you see Dexter kind of do that and then look over at Harrison is kind of like, Oh, you saw that. Didn't you like, um, sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this kind of like, yeah, there is that little hip- hypocritical side of that where everything he just said, it's about him too. He gets off on the power of, of what he's able to do to these people. And, it does, you know, their screams, their terror. That's why he has to wake them up and let them see their victims and why he has to give them this spiel. And mm-hmm. he wants to scare them. He wants, he feeds himself. That darkness feeds off of the terror of his victims as well. He is talking about himself in that aspect. And I think he's aware of that. Um <laughs> Dexter's pretty aware. I think he's aware of everything that he said lines up with him other than maybe the I whole you deserve to die part. That's but why he stuffed his mouth. He's like, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're getting a little too close to home there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kurt, Kurt was definitely, I think, hitting that nerve, you know, um, with some of the things that he was saying. So he's like, okay, shut up. Time to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just, I don't know. Uh I, I, I hope, I don't know, I just, I don't know how it's going to play out. I feel like 
he just wasn't ready. He's not like Dexter. Dexter could watch something like that. I think if someone else showed him that, um, had he been Harrison's age, and it would have been completely different. Um, so I don't, I don't know. And I know that Harrison seemed okay after too, like when they were at the incinerator later. Yeah. But um, I don't know something about it. So I don't know. We'll see. But a lot of that was just kind of hard to watch. It was just hard to watch mm-hmm. for for a lot of reasons. Um, so what is your number two? All right. Uh, my number two, I want to talk about Angela. All right. And her, her story through this episode. She is still digging and still on the hunt herself. Uh, digging very... She was up all night. Christmas Eve, like into Christmas morning, where she's still working on it when Audrey comes out, like, oh my god, a strat! You know, uh, (laughs) (laughs) she's still working on, on, she's really digging deep into this Bay Harbor Butcher stuff and noticing, you know, the, the, the victims of the Bay Harbor Butcher have that same injection hole in the neck. It's like, uh oh. Uh, what kind of freaking needle is he using that leaves right, that, this massive freaking needle mark? Like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> whatever they are, you need to get your local piercers in on that stuff so you don't have to worry about closing stuff up and all that. Just no kidding. <laughs> get that in. Uh, but it leads her to it leads her going to the veterinarian and asking about people who are buying ketamine, which again, I'm just going to move past that. Because I guess we're not getting answers. I, I tried. Oh, wait, I listened to that podcast. No. We, so, we, got, well. <laughs> we got nothing. We got nothing. They're just, it's, they've totally retconned it and didn't admit that they retconned yeah. it. So this is just the information now that exists. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just roll with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I noticed that she also brought the uh, peppermint bark that Kurt brought over Regifted. there. Regifted. gave it to the veterinarian. I was, I was concerned. Like, but I was like, <laughs> well, one, I wouldn't eat anything that man gave me. For fear that right. there'd be something in there that would make me sick or kill me. And then she regifts it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Which was funny, but I was like, what if uh, we did put something in it that, you know, right. was going to hurt them? <laughs> yeah, but then it's just like, oh, just these three people got ketamine. Oh, good. Oh, and Jim. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, she looks yes. so relieved before she read uh, Jim's mm-hmm. name off the list. She's like, oh. Good. Great. Yeah, she, great. She's like, yeah. And then, oh. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, yeah. And your boyfriend, Jim, got some go. And like, you can, know, like, she's almost like fighting back tears. She's like, I, I got to go. Like, this is, this is hard for her. Mm-hmm. But the, the police part of her is not letting her let go of this. And she's going to keep searching. And that leads her. She's the, another listener of uh, Mary Fucking Kill podcast now. Yep. As she's listening to the Bay Harbor Butcher episode, and she's starting to put all these pieces together, and she's wondering, I mean, Dexter canceling dinner plans to hike is adding to the suspicion. I mean, I think the fact that Harrison's with him makes it somewhat understandable and not the brightest and biggest red flag in existence, but still, she's just like, man, things are adding up in the wrong way. Uh, Not liking that. Audrey scares the shit out of her. And then sees that she's listening to the podcast. Like, well, maybe if she'd listened to Strange Indeed, she would know even more. But uh, yes. <laughs> we could really help her out. We're uh, a learning podcast <laughs> here. We just spread education. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that line from Audrey, you know, basically, I don't have the exact quote, but yeah, basically, it's like, oh, good thing we live way out here, and guys like the Bay Harbor Butcher would never be around here. It's like, ah, oh, well, you see, the thing is, uh, we're so far away from that. all those psychos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And then what I, w- I was wondering why maybe, I mean, I have a, a theory why I was going to see if you kind of have the same theory, but then right after that, Angela calls Molly's phone I and mean, he goes straight to voicemail. Mm-hmm. Obviously we, we find out why. Um, but I think, you know, was, was Angela calling to get, if Molly would have picked up and answered, was Angela planning on giving her the information that she has found on Dexter and the ties to the Bay Harbor butcher and helping her with building that case? I think she wanted to learn more about what Molly knew um, about the case. I think that she, because Molly offered to, well, I'd take a deep dive um, into him, but he's your boyfriend. So, you know, and just kind of left it at that, you know, kind of saying, well, he's off limits because they were dating. Um, I think that she definitely might have been reaching out to Molly to be like, how about you go into this deep dive with me? Uh, Molly has all of her um, armchair detectives um, and all of her listeners that she could, you know, put on the case, get more information. Um, Even though Angela's a cop, you know, there are things that you can do, um, you know, with other resources and plus the manpower, right? I mean, you've got a lot of people looking at things and dissecting things and making connections that maybe others haven't. I think it's possible she might have gotten Molly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much she would have told Molly saying that I think it's Dexter. Maybe, maybe not, because she seemed she seemed committed to keeping a secret for now. You know, mm-hmm. she hasn't told anyone yet. Um, and she still seems to be like, well, we haven't broken up over it yet. So, you know. But, yeah, I think I think she was going to try and get Molly involved somehow. Yeah. Like, what do you think about the Bay Harbor Butcher? What, what, you know, I know that her reason for not thinking that it was Dokes, I don't know if it was the only reason, but the only thing that I remember that stood out that she said was um, because um, she talked to someone who was in special forces with Dokes who was out of the country um, during some of the, the killings for the Bay Harbor Butcher. So it couldn't have been him. Um, I don't know if she had anything else or what she, um, if she had other leads um, that didn't involve him. So yeah, I, I yeah. think I think she was going to try and get her involved somehow. Yeah. Um. I, so she, you know, the, obviously can't reach her by phone. So she goes nope. to the tavern, to the inn, to to talk to her. Because I'm assuming Angela didn't know that Angela had checked out, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That you know she was ex- thinking, well, if Molly was leaving town and going back home for Christmas or whatever, she would have at least said bye to me. And so she goes back over there, maybe assuming she's still there or just to find out. And so when she finds out that she's checked out, it does lead her to be a little uh, curious and suspicious about it to where she gets into the hotel room safe to find the recording equipment. Something Molly would never leave behind. Yeah. That's a big red flag. That's so, yeah, I'm wondering what that's where, where that's going to, put Angela does she have reason to still be looking at Kurt not that it matters now because Kurt's gone but but is she going to have reason to think maybe Dexter's involved because Molly started getting onto the case of Dexter a little bit too so I I do think Angela is suspicious that Dexter may have um killed Molly yeah Mm -hmm. because even if she is assuming that Dexter is the Bay Harbor Butcher and stuff. Now she's got that worrying about, but she would have no idea about the code and all of those things. So yeah, to Angela, it could be, Oh my God, my boyfriend is a serial killer. And now he's killed Molly (laughs) because she was starting to ask 
the wrong questions. Um, yeah, I and everything that she's gathering so far, um, it's pretty circumstantial. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the needle marks uh, in the necks of the Bay Harbor butcher victims, the ketamine, again, gets under mm-hmm. my skin, but whatever. Um, and then, of course, connecting that with um, Miles, was it Miles, uh, the drug drug yeah. dealer, um, and then Jasper's death and the needle mark on his his neck. Um, it's it's circumstantial. I mean, it, but it certainly does get her digging more and more because you know she's seeing enough that's making her suspicious. But it is circumstantial. Um, but I think with yeah. Molly disappearing, it certainly has um, definitely kind of pushed it for her. Where she, I think, she does think Dexter has something to do with Molly disappearing because she. They were just saying uh, her. Um, and, and her daughter, shit, Audrey, just it totally left my memory mm-hmm. for a min- minute, that it was kind of like they thought almost maybe dangerous of Molly to put it out there that, you know, yeah. that she had a suspicion that Dokes wasn't really the Bay Harbor Butcher, but she, you know, she didn't know who was, but she didn't believe it and she was not going to rest, you know, until she, she figured it out. And they were like, oh, that's kind of dangerous to say something like that, right? You know, because mm-hmm. what if, if he is still out there, then could he come after her? So if Angela's thinking, if Dexter's a Bay Harbor butcher, he took care, he took care of Molly um, to prevent her from figuring it out, that it was him. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Good thought. It's only thing that- Bad for Dexter. But, uh... <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah. It's gonna be... Yeah, this last episode, this... You know, everything's got to come to a head with, with Angela and what she finds out or confronts Dexter with or whatever. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited, but also terrified. Um, <laughs> I mean, we see they get back to the house and it's burnt down. And I mean, Audrey's just happy that they're alive. But mm-hmm. Angela just has questions, which I mean, are very valid. Uh, but I mean, it's just another, you know, add to the pile of red flags. Just like. Oh, so the night that I realized that Molly was gone, um, where were you all night? Because you weren't at your home to know that it burned down. So what were you doing? Mm-hmm. She has no idea about Kurt. So maybe she's thinking, well, what were you doing with Molly? You know? Yeah. All of, yeah. She And she's. All these things are adding up. Well, and, and totally, uh, like, again, which I mentioned, I think, in last week's podcast when we talked about it, I'm just kind of annoyed that she was so easily, like, so easily rid of Kurt and, and that whole case that it's like she's completely forgotten about him and just so accepting of mm-hmm. the story that he told. Um, now she's ready to latch on to, you know, Dexter uh, and this whole Bay Harbor butcher thing. It's like, wow, you spent your entire life dedicated to finding out what happened to Iris and, you know, um, this whole bullshit thing that Kurt came up with. And you're just like, okay, next case, you know, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> now she's so focused on this um and yeah i don't think it i don't think it's gonna end up very good i don't know what's gonna happen next yeah. and, and tensions are just gonna get worse because yeah after the house burning down then audrey's making a big case for you know wanting dexter and harrison to come stay with them at their house like, yeah i'm sure it's gonna be a blast living with the guy that you're investigating for being one of the most you know most famous serial killers in the world that'll be so much fun. Uh, <laughs> and of course, then when they, everybody gets to Angela's house, that's when she gets the note in her mailbox. She sees that. I'm sure it's from Kurt, I'm assuming. 
Um, that yeah, this, just the note says Jim Lindsay killed Matt Caldwell, and it's got the titanium rods in the envelope with it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, yeah, doesn't does not bode well. Um, because they made a point to as she was looking at at those titanium rods and screws to show numbers. You know, they have, like serial, they have numbers serial numbers. Them, so you could know. You can trace it back. These were the ones that were given, you know, put into Matt Caldwell's leg. Y- you can yeah. trace it back um, to whom they were used on. And I wonder, I, I'm really worried uh, because we know Dexter has one of them that Kurt gave him. And mm-hmm. I wonder if Angela is going to find it in the ashes of Dexter's cabin as they're Ooh. digging through good point because i i don't (laughs) think he has it on him anymore we we last saw that titanium screw when he was running away from elric he pulled it out of his pocket and to cut the zip ties to free Mm -hmm. himself but we haven't seen it since so did he hide it somewhere in the cabin and we know that or well dexter knows kurt set his house on fire now he can't tell angela that (laughs) um (laughs) so I don't think he's going to try to lead her to believe that someone purposely set the fire. I think that they're probably going to try to say, well, it was just accidental. You know, they maybe had the fire going right or something caught it on fire while they were out all night long. Um, But I feel like, you know, she's going to be suspicious because it's going to probably look to her like he did it on purpose, like he's trying to hide something, like he's trying to cover something up. Um, And maybe he did it on purpose to hide maybe any type of evidence that he could have left behind um, in the cabin. Mm-hmm. And she's going to go digging and searching. And I think she's going to find it. Mm. And that's not going to look good. No, not to at all. have, okay, well I've got these <laughs> and here's one that's left over, right. That has the same numbers or number that matches and titanium doesn't burn, which we, we know. So it will probably, if it's there, yeah. we'll have survived the fire. I don't know. I'm sweating this one out a little bit. This is not going to end well. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> it makes me. It, it's. I'm so invested. It's like it's making me sick to my stomach to think about. <laughs> to think about it. Like someone I personally know. That's. <laughs> yeah. Get, get a like something bad is going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, and just to take it further, because Angel's one of my points too. So I'm. I'm going to look through my notes here and see uh, what what we haven't already talked about. Um, we kind of talked about how Dexter did not pick up on social cues, which he's infamous for, right? He totally yeah. just kind of misses uh, all those social cues. Um, when she avoids kissing him, she doesn't say that she loves him back. The gift he gives her, um, he's totally clueless about. Um, her continuing to, to dig for more evidence. Um, but I just take it a step further. Um, I wonder, I don't know. I feel like there's so many potential endings and potential theories that any one of them could be right. But I worry a little bit about, um, maybe Harrison killing Angela with Mm -hmm. this Chekhov's rifle that he got for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Uh, they made a big point, uh, when Dexter's talking to him and he's explaining the code to him, it's said multiple times. Uh, there was a big to do 
about not getting caught that Dexter yeah. and Harrison kept talking about when they were going over the kill room. It was said multiple times, don't get caught, don't get caught, don't, don't get caught. Harrison is young. He's impressionable. He's confused about a lot of things. Um, I could very much see Harrison uh, trying to save his dad by not getting caught by killing Angela if she figures out that either yeah. he killed Matt or might have had something if she tries to I don't think she would have she might have her suspicions about Dexter um, doing something to Molly but she doesn't have any evidence Um, but if she finds that titanium screw she might Um, yeah and I I wonder if she confronts him or approaches him that Harrison will somehow hurt Angela to save his dad to keep him from getting caught because that was something that they kept talking about over and over again yeah um, even though she doesn't, and since you've said it, it's going to happen. Uh, so damn. <laughs> I don't know. Damn I don't know because I feel like if that happens, then that would lead that would like leave a door open for the uh, for like another season. And because I'm not mm-hmm. completely confident that they're going to have another season, I don't know because I feel like that leaves it more open ended. Um, because that would mean yeah. that Dexter could get away with it and Harrison too. So I don't know if I, you know believe that or not but i do wonder because they it just they kept saying it over and over again i was like okay we get it don't get caught um and even though angela doesn't meet the code you know um she does like sort of meet the code of don't get caught you know you have to kind of take care of the people if they find out who you are uh so i don't know but i i worry like i said he got this new rifle angel's obviously getting closer to dexter so, yeah, Ugh. I'm I'm so ready to see what happens next, but I also don't want what happens next. I'm just like, can we just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I'll be staying up late again. I stayed up uh, because last week uh, was uh, New Year's uh, day mm-hmm. and I was just, I was up because I'd been up late the night before. So I was just kind of in that mode and uh, it was like 1130, 45. I didn't think it was going to be out yet. Um, but I just, I thought, oh, I'm just going to look. And I, so I turned on Showtime and by golly, if it wasn't there. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, we are watching it. I was like, I don't care. I am suddenly awake now. I'm not, I'm not tired any longer. <laughs> and I watched it and God, was it so worth it. Um, getting, you know, staying yeah, to watch it. I, I, yeah. Cause I remember, I think you even texted me like <laughs> right after you watched it Saturday yeah. night or whatever. Like 1am. Like, oh my God. Yeah. You're like, Oh my God, this episode is like, I haven't even watched it yet. For like one of the first times you beat me to it. And I was like, but it's good to know that it's that good. I can't wait. Yeah. I was like, I, I can't hold it in any longer. I've got to tell somebody how amazing this episode was. Um, and how, how blown away I was. Yeah. So I, I feel like, uh, even though I don't, can't hardly stay up that late anymore i'm old and it hurts to do that sometimes um i feel like with this one i don't know if i'm gonna be able to wait um yeah i'm 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 worried um Mm -hmm. all right well what is your number one oh number one is i have so many notes but we'll see what we've we've talked about a lot okay uh but i just call it the family business uh just like the title of the episode. Um, and just, yeah. And what that entails is Dexter and Harrison working on <laughs> this together and what they do. And it starts with, uh, you know, Dexter revealing the truth about Kurt 
mm-hmm. Christmas morning. Uh, and and Harrison be like, "Holy shit!" Like you know, so that he be, if it's like, "How did you find all this stuff out?" And he says, "Well, I, I, we can go to Angela and say that he tried to kill me. You know, he that's attempted murder and this and that." And Dexter has that reason. It's like, well, then she's going to start wondering why I'm there. You know, vigilante shit. Uh, yeah. Not even letting him know that he was going to kill Kurt, but even just, which I was like, well, that's not the strongest argument for not telling her. Because I, I, I immediately thought, I was like, yeah, you could just say, well, I wanted to be with my son on Christmas Eve. And I figured that's where he would be. So I went to Kurt's to get him and I showed up just at the right time. Mm-hmm. In, in Elric's truck, fuck, yeah, maybe this is a little complicated. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Questions he's you know, not so, well, prepared to answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe he's got a point. Um, but then I like that little, he's just like, but I've got a plan to, to take care of Kurt or to, to, to make sure this is taken care of. And then I love that inner voice going, ask me, what's the plan? Ask me, how can I help? He was <laughs> <You know? laughs> he was begging him. You could just see it in his eyes. He's uh-huh. like, ask me, ask me. I will tell yeah. you. You have to and ask he's me. Like, oh, so I forgot again. He's like, no, okay, fine. I guess we're not going to do that yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. So good. Uh, and then after Kurt ruins Christmas, like the Grinch, uh, and they <laughs> bound off out the door after him. I was like, well, Audrey's right. The fact that they rushed out so fast after Kurt was a little weird. But, I mean, them knowing he's still in town and is still playing that game like we were talking about earlier, I mean, that's a major problem that does need to be dealt with. Uh, <laughs> like When they get in the truck and Harrison goes, well, what if we did what you did with Wiggles? I was like, well, there's that aforementioned plan. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as I said, I've got a plan. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Uh, so they're kind of staking out with the drone. We get Harrison admitting the truth about Ethan. Yeah. How Dexter was, was right. completely right with that. And then, you know, asking, you know, why didn't you tell me then? It's like, I wanted to, but I wanted to try everything else out first. It was like, oh, therapy. You know, and they're kind of laughing to talk <laughs> about that sessions. a little bit. <laughs> right. Uh, but, but now it helps Harrison understand kind of everything that's been happening between the both of them throughout this whole series mm-hmm. is why this weird disconnect is there. It's like, oh, this is this is why. It's because he's seeing the same things in me, but is battling about do, do, do I bring him in on the fold or do we try to to go a different route with it? Well, because Harrison but, himself is like, you know, I, I've always felt so alone and I felt like I couldn't tell anyone about these feelings mm-hmm. and who I was and what I'm going through um, because, and then Dexter finishes it for him. He's like, did you think you're going to get locked up or institutionalized? Yeah. And I think that can be the same or same thing like with Dexter, why he's hesitant to say anything. He'll like, how would he sound if he says those things out loud? Hey, son, how are you doing? Oh, by the way, I kill people. Or, you know, hey, I've got this darkness too. Uh, I mean, I think, he, you know, I, I understand why they waited. Um, well, I feel like by waiting, here we are. Uh, they've got so much to wrap up. But I, I mean, I can you can sense Dexter's hesitation and why he didn't want to tell him those things. You know, and he's always been taught to keep it to himself, to mask who he is, not... You know, you, you don't get caught, so you don't tell people who you are, and you put the mask on, and you pretend to be someone else, and you blend, and you fit in. Um, and and yeah, he even says, you know, I was afraid Harry was going to lock me away. Um, so I think, you know, Harrison then understands Dexter's point of view of, like, why he didn't come clean sooner. Because he felt yeah. the same. 
Uh, let's see where yeah, um, he's asking him about Wiggles, uh, you know, that Talking was clown. just scaring him, you know, justice enough. Where he goes, well, what is justice to you? Uh, which, you know, Dexter's kind of leading him in with some of these questions just to, he's like, come on, please, just ask mm-hmm. me. Because the way he tells Deb when they're having that thing is just like, you know, you know, you're telling him this stuff now and you think that's good enough, but he's going to start asking questions. And he's like, okay. And then when he asks them, I'll answer them. And so he's planning on being 100% truthful. He's just only giving what he needs to give at a certain time. So he's like, he's kind of hoping Harrison asks him the question that he can say yes to. He's just wanting him to come out and be like, do you kill people? So he, when he finally does, he's just like, because even Deb's like, don't, you know, you can't come back from this. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm done listening to that at this point because this is the plan is I have to be honest with him. And if he's going to ask me a question, I'm going to give him the answer. Yeah. And uh, he does. <laughs> Doesn't mm-hmm. just tell him. He shows him. Yeah. Cause Harrison said, you know, he was even having his own kind of dreams and thoughts of, of hunting down Trinity and killing him, which, you know, Dexter already beat him to that before Harrison even knew who Trinity was. Uh, and you know Deb's well, still in his ear, not okay with revealing everything. And he li- he <laughs> lied to Harrison. Yeah, he, he, when he tells him I I killed Trinity for what he did to your mother, I was like, yeah, well, well, technically, let's <laughs> yeah. think about that for a minute, shall we? <laughs> so he did did leave out that crucial information, and I. Th- Think yeah. I, I think we talked about that before. Like, well, what if he, like, if he does tell Harrison and, and has this talk with him about who he is and he has the same thoughts and you know, um, and then talks about Trinity, will he go so far as to tell Harrison? Um, by the way, I'm kind of responsible for your mother having been murdered. Uh, will he talk about that? And he did not. Mm-mm. He'll, he'll amend it a little bit to, yeah, I, I killed Trinity because of what he did to your mom. It's a lot easier to, to just roll with that one, I guess, for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, the truth is that, you know, uh, I mean, Dexter killed Trinity before he found Rita's body. Yeah. But I think Trinity had just come from killing Rita whenever Dexter got him. Yes. So, and the reason Trinity went after Rita is because Dexter got too close. Dexter got way too close. And uh, I think it was definitely to, to get back at Dexter. Uh, and and yeah, he had just gotten back from uh, killing Rita. And then, of course, Dexter finds her. So, yeah, he didn't even know Rita was dead um, at that point. And that, um, so, yeah, he does not tell Harrison yeah. that. That was an interesting... Um, thing that as much as what he was wanting to tell him the truth, that was one thing he was not, I guess, ready to admit. Yeah. And I don't know if he ever really will. I don't know if he would. Uh, Well, and I, I mean, I think I talked about it before. I don't know that Dexter really, like, I think he's kind of blocked some of that out. I think he doesn't want to know that to be the Mm -hmm. truth that he's, he was ultimately responsible yeah. Let's see. Uh, we talked about, yeah, it was poetic that they find Kurt's hidden kill cave slash trophy room with the drone that Kurt gave <laughs> Harrison while digging on Dexter a little bit. So it's like, that's that's great. They find that, so they'll go back at night, find their proof. 
Um, and then while Kurt's gearing up and heading over to their house to burn it down, Dexter, you know, before that is gearing up with all the plastic rack and wrap and goodies that he has. So he's already planned like this night's ending with Harrison finding out everything. Mm-hmm. Like he, I think he had already pre-planned it to that point. He's like, we're going all in at this point. And De- Dexter's arguing with Deb, that consciousness that this is the best and only way she has that, you know, there's other alternatives. You can do therapy, institutionalization, prison. And he's like, you think prison is better. And he has this kind of big, you know, where he breaks into that, where even though it's this consciousness where he's like grabbing her by the head Mm -hmm. and like screaming at her, like he's kind of shutting that part down. Scary Dexter came out. Like, yeah. Um, So they get to the secret bunker and he's picking the lock. I love that. You know, teach me how to do that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, tricks of the trade, the family business. Uh, but yeah, Dexter's letting Harrison make his own choices about what he's comfortable with. Uh, never expecting what Harrison wants or needs to make the next step. Uh, with that, you know, they get the bunker open. He goes, you can stay up here and let me just do what I've got to do. You don't even need to see the trophies. You don't need to, you know, you can keep yourself... as as much of a distance as you want. Mm-hmm. But Harrison's like, no, I need to see this. I want to. And then, yeah, you're saying like throughout the whole process, he's like, you can go at any time. You don't have to see the next part. You don't have to see the next part. Okay. But you don't have to see the next part. And every time he's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm here. Uh, until he finally does have that moment where he uh, has that kind of triggered response from the, the pool of blood across the floor where he does, need to step out and i was like oh god please don't tell me he got blood on his shoe and that oh my god a problem too. yes thank you for bringing uh. that up i was about to <laughs> just i was like oh my god no harrison no because i thought oh my god they if when they discover that damn bunker if if they're if they didn't pay attention and there's freaking bloody footprints leading <laughs> away mm-hmm. from that that blood got awfully close I was really yeah. having a moment thinking that that Harrison um, trailed some blood on his way out. Yeah, I was a little scared of that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we talked about the tripwire camera going down in. Then, uh, like, that is just part of the cat and mouse game. Totally. You said uh, where he's like, no, it's it's time. Kurt knows that that we're finding, you know, that his secrets are out. Because I guess Dexter assumes there will be trophies down here, or else that kind of throws the whole plan out of whack. But Oh, right. He wasn't expecting luckily, that. Unluckily, um, yeah. And you have that moment. Harrison's horrified at what Kurt has done. But then he also feels that dark passenger there with a sense of justice, like his dad. And that's when he asks him, you killed Wiggles, didn't you? Atta boy. Mm-hmm. Good job, son. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, yeah, so he tells him he's all in with Harrison at this point. He says he did. And he also he killed Trinity. Um. And then Harrison responds with, this motherfucker needs to die too. It's like the sweetest words a father can hear, right? He just kisses him on the head and embraces him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I said, take out the whole serial killer business here. And it's a, (laughs) it it was still beautiful and touching. I I definitely um, Uh had some teary moments, uh, like in the beginning when they were having that conversation. And you could see just how relieved Harrison was. Uh, to not feel alone with who, like who he is and what he's been dealing with. Um, I thought that was beautiful. This poor kid is everything that he has been through um, and how traumatized that he has been uh, and to, and to see this different side of him now that he, he has 
his dad to connect with um, has has mm-hmm. been really sweet. It's just unfortunate that that's <laughs> serial killer. Right. Yeah. But they they do grab Kurt. Uh, again, we talked about the, the nice touch H with the finger gun. Uh, so good. Get him sedated. And I was like, Dexter, the Jimmy Johns of serial killers, gets his plastic set up freakishly fast. Um, actually, I don't know how long Kurt is out, so maybe it doesn't take – It maybe isn't that fast, but I was like, I had to make that joke. Well, and once I thought of that joke, I was like, yep, it's going down. <laughs> um, <laughs> it seems really fast. Uh, it seems like in the past he set up some kill rooms very quickly and, and tore yes. them down very quickly. Uh, and, yeah, then the process begins. I guess the family that slays together stays together, right? Uh, legit yes it was super insane to me that i'm watching dexter morgan with a person on his table about to do his thing with his son harrison right there by his side watching eagerly as he's explaining the process I was like this is fucking it was wild. bizarre so um, bizarre to have someone there witnessing what he was doing that was alive that wasn't like harry you yeah know, harry's been there and you know um mm-hmm. but yeah it was so bizarre that because that's never happened. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry. Uh, with um, Prada. Yeah, say with Miguel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just very bizarre. Yep. Um, we get Harrison, Harrison asking, you know, how many times have you done this? Ooh. A lot. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Goes, how many? And then I love the inner voice go bigger, go home. <laughs> he answers, in the hundreds. To which Harrison goes, holy shit, that, that, that means you've saved, like, thousands of innocent people again the inner voice the again. Rational- that's right i was like you know he's dexter is like this he's proud at this moment the dark defender like yes this is who i am this is <laughs> yeah he's getting that because dexter always wanted to like believe himself a hero for what he was doing you know he we talked before about uh like the season one kind of um moment that was mirrored in this season where everybody's holding up um you know, uh, oh, we love Dexter. Thank you, Dexter, for saving the city. And there was like, you know, glitter and a celebration in his name, um, you know, for, for what he's done. Harrison had that same need uh, w- when he mentioned what he did with Ethan and how he kind of set himself up to mm-hmm. be the hero. Dexter's seeing yeah. himself as a hero in Harrison's eyes. He's like, yeah, yeah. he gets it. And I, I am a hero. I'm a hero in my son's eyes. And he, he loves hearing that because he's getting the praise that he's always wanted, but also um, twofold getting it from his son. Um, yeah. It's, it's huge. I mean, even when they're like at the incinerator where he's just like, you know, so this is, you know, how's your dark passenger? It's like, yeah, it's, it's quiet. And it's like, this, that, that's, that's what that's this is about. Is, this is how we control it. And he goes, and the world's better for it. Is what Harrison says, and so he's like, "Yes, we're yes. the team. Like we like, get it. High five. It's like, yes, you know, Harrison's a hundred percent on board with the family business. You know, welcome to Morgan Murder Market, cleaning the streets with our nice plastic sheets. <laughs> you know, we got this thing down. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. And again, where Harrison is rationalizing what Dexter's doing and justifying his yeah. actions by, you know. Um, well, yeah, you, you, you're you're killing someone, but look at all the people that you're saving. You know, mm-hmm. oh, you you killed Wiggles, but look at all the kids that you saved. You killed Kurt, but look at all the women that you've saved. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, a lot a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. Yikes! Um, another kind of thing that I caught that I thought was interesting 
going with a line. Of course, his cart reveals to Harrison that Dexter killed Matt and that what happened between cart and Harrison was just simple revenge, uh, which he seems, you know, Harrison seems a little worried about first, especially because then Dexter just like stuffs the stuff in Kurt's mm-hmm. mouth to shut him up. Almost like, no, 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 we don't talk about that. But then he tells Harrison, he's like, well, he fit the code. He killed five people and he got away with it because Kurt covered for him. And then he says something to Kurt, which was kind of dark. He goes, you know, when Matt was on my table, he blamed you for everything. Just like you blame your dad, like father, like son. And as Dexter says that last line, like father, like son, the camera, you know, Harrison in the background standing behind Dexter comes into focus. And I was like, oh, my God, oh my God. I, know. I got chills. I was like, like oh, man. that was so on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, that was not lost on me at all. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, I, we've talked about that, how Dexter so much is a, a show about fathers and sons. There's that whole mm-hmm. theme. And yeah, here we go. Um, yeah, that was a, mm-hmm. a, a moment that was like a gut punch. Like, uh-oh. Oof. And then just like that, goodbye, Kurt Caldwell. Yeah. Like, that's it. He's done. He's stabbed. He dies. He's chopped up. He's in body bags. He's in the incinerator. No more Clancy Brown. That's Kurt Caldwell. That was, that was it. It was a great, great villain. Great I'm villain. glad to have had him on this show. It was awesome. <laughs> he he was so amazing. He did not disappoint. I found out um, that he's going to be in the new John Wick, John Wick 4. Ooh, yes. that'll be fun. I have no I idea. Y'all got me too. Uh, I, I <laughs> love that freaking franchise so much. I love Keanu Reeves and I love all the, those movies, um, which I think it's been delayed again. I can't remember when they pushed it, but mm, yeah, I think yeah. So. Fuck, that just... <laughs> fucking movies keep pushing them back um but I, I i read that he's in that uh and i was like oh shit that's exciting uh so we're, we're definitely gonna get more clients around and anytime you want to get more clients around just turn turn on spongebob um yep. <laughs> you'll get your fix there uh but yeah mm. such a great great villain um he's amazing um and i was not disappointed but yeah, yeah. r.i.p kurt and- He's, he's gone, and hopefully, I mean, who knows? We'll see if stuff comes back. But Dexter does make the point that Kurt packing up everything, grabbing the money from the yep. safe before Dexter grabbed him is perfect evidence that he ran. Because I'm dis- I'm assuming they disposed of all that stuff, too. There's probably a duffel bag full of his money and yeah. clothes and stuff that they threw in the fire with everything else. Uh, where he, he tells Harrison, people run from their lives all the time. I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, like, like you. him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, like you, Dad? Yeah. People <laughs> run away and fake their deaths all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it was just, yeah, like you said, the family business where he really walked Harrison through the whole process. And he was teaching him yeah. and guiding him. Like, you know, when Harrison went to go right away and check out Kurt's um, uh, hidden bunker. And he's like, nope, you know, let's wait until dark, you know. Um, and, you know, kind of teaching him those little secrets uh, and tricks of the trade. You know, well, why so much plastic? Well, you know, you don't want to leave trace behind, right? Um, you know, it's got to be clean because any little thing could lead back to, you know, a fingerprint, a drop of blood. And how well he knows because he was the person, you know, that was doing the analysis, yeah. finding um, people who committed crimes. So, you know, uh, it was it was just really eerie to see him passing 
all of that on and walking him through step by step and kind of schooling him as to why you make the decisions that you do and why why Dexter was making the decisions that he did and explaining why. Just um, very, very horrific. Again, we got to remember who Dexter is. Yeah. <laughs> Man, really having a bad sinking feeling about <laughs> what's going to happen. Um, that was that was a good number one. My number one, we, we've covered it, um, and it's kind of short and sweet where I'm going to end it because I'm flipping it from my number two now to my number one because my number one was Angela, and we've already talked about her. Um, but, you know, I, I thought it was... Um, you know, I talked earlier before about the fun in this episode uh, and, and part of the fun and some of the things that we got from the original Dexter uh, that we got in this episode as well is, you know, Dexter dealing with Elric at the summer camp. Uh, and he's like, you know, oh, I've got more Christmas wrapping to do in plastic, you know, and <laughs> Um, so he goes back to deal with Elric and during this whole process, Christmas music is playing, which just cracks me up. It definitely is classic, um, Dexter for, Uh for that. Um, and I'm a sucker for Christmas music. I'll admit it. I'm the one that like December 1st, it's on constantly and I'm driving around listening to it and I'm so... I, totally. I'm a sucker for Christmas music. I love it. So, of course, when it starts, I'm like well, singing along. He's pulled up to the cabin. It's the most wonderful, wonderful time. time. I'm like having a blast. I know. I was like <laughs> singing right along. Like, yes, let's go cut this guy up. Let's go bag him up and, and get rid of him. Um, but yeah, so it was it was great. And and yeah, they, they timed this out so, so well. I, I love that. I, I have to assume it's on purpose, the timing of when they released Dexter, where it was around Christmas, oh, yeah. um, because this episode aired uh, on New Year's. So it was after Christmas, but you're still kind of in the Christmas spirit, right? Or at least I am. I'm still yeah. kind of, oh, yeah. you know, you know, the tree is still up. My decorations are still up. I'm still, you know, kind of in that Christmassy mood. Um, so, of course, I was totally into it. I was like, yeah, it's Christmas time. Um, so, yeah, I was definitely singing along. But that's what <laughs> is fun about this dark humor that was such a staple of, you know, the early days of Dexter um, and seeing, you know, how he embraces this, like, when we talked about this, this um, campiness around Christmas that, you know, made this episode so great, you know, with um, this song playing as he's taking care of Elric and chopping up the body and like talking about, oh, the lack of blood because his body's like frozen or whatever. Um, and when Dexter comes back, uh, he is just absolutely giddy. Like he comes back and that's when, um, you know, Harrison gets up and they exchange presents. He is just so thrilled. It's like, he's just, he's got all this weird en- energy and he's so happy that he's finally shown his true self to another human, but not just to any human. He's revealed himself to his son and he is just like buzzing mm-hmm. with excitement, um, over, um, the conversation that they've had sharing with who he is, um, dealing with Elric. Um, and then when they get over to, um, Angela's, you know, they're just buzzing with, how amazing this night was right and dexter's just beside himself with and and they don't even let the fact like they're still so giddy over everything that happened like when they come back and see that dexter's cabin has been burned down they're just like oh that's okay let's just go stay with angela and audrey which first i'd be like uh no your boyfriend can stay at the inn thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about letting my daughter's boyfriend uh stay in, in the same house especially after they've already caught 
him in the, yeah. the bedroom. Um, right. But, you know, whatever. Um, sounds like she's just like kind of going with the flow because she knows that secretly she's digging, um, you know, at, at, at Dexter or whatever. Um, but it was just fun to kind of see that whole side of things. Again, it just adds to, you know, the fun that we have um, with the original Dexter. Um, and this this the, these parts kind of really really brought it back um but it was just kind of interesting to see um you know even after their cabin being burned down that they're still kind of on this high um you know of, of what happened and i'm curious to know how much freaking sleep dexter's had in the past two or three days because i think he's been up i know i was just thinking i was like what does does he not sleep does he just <laughs> he's been up all night for days um mm-hmm. i don't know if he's getting some power naps in there or what's happening um, taking some five hour energies or something off on the side. I don't know what's right. happening there. Um, but I just, I loved all of that. That was one of, one of my favorite things. I mean, this whole episode was amazing, but I, I just thought that was, you know, just fun in our classic Dexter way. Um, mm. Okay. What about notes? Um, I don't have a whole lot, just a little going with that scene that you were just talking about. Uh, he has a little exchange with Deb. They're like where she's kind of her classic, you know, sarcastically dark humor, but also not trying to be funny, but laughing anyway. Mm-hmm. Deb, where she's like, don't you think it's real fucked up how your mom, you, you watched your mom get, you know, cut up into pieces in a shipping container and now you do the same thing. And then Dexter's like, yeah. And then, you know, Harrison saw his mother killed by Trinity with that blade. So now he uses that same blade too and then like the line he says he's we are what we are right and <laughs> it's just kind of his way of writing that off like that's just <laughs> welcome to the club welcome <laughs> this is what we do um harrison's present to dexter where he drew his aunt deb from memory which i was like holy crap that was really yeah. good yeah i've got that too that was so sweet and man that you could tell mm. dexter was really moved by that too that was yeah. touching. I was kind of moved. I, I was. I was, like, I was oh too. God. Yes, I definitely yeah. was. But um, it was good to see Dexter also yeah. moved by it. Yeah. And uh, really, that's it. Because the only note I kind of threw in is talk about, you know, the Morgans return home to find there's no home. Uh, we're in, after Kurt burned it down and then Angela and Audrey had kind of different feels to each of them where audrey's like oh my god i thought you were dead i'm so happy you're alive and angela's immediately like where were, where you? were you what was going on <laughs> you know and what's, like just immediately what's your alibi questions. like right now <laughs> right <laughs> yep good stuff yeah that's all the notes i had oh good 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 notes yeah i had the the picture <laughs> of, of deb too as a note i thought oh that was that was really nice um i think the others we've talked about but i did have an easter egg that I thought I would uh, call out. Um, curious if anyone else picked up on this. So um, when Angela goes to see the vet and she's reading through the names of the folks that she's distributed ketamine to, mm-hmm. one of the names, um, Albert Chung or Al Chung, uh-huh. maybe is how it was written in the book. Um, Albert Chung is a character in season three of Dexter. Um, he was a a petty burglar until he nearly killed a woman. Um, and he was represented by defense attorney, Ellen Wolf. Uh, when Chung received no jail time, he murdered a college student. Um, 
Chung first broke into an elderly woman's house while wearing only socks on his feet, and when the woman interrupted his burglary, he pushed her down the stairs. Chung escaped prosecution with the help of defense attorney uh, Ellen Wolf after the victim couldn't identify him in a lineup. Six months later, mm-hmm. uh, Chung broke into the Morton house. While there, Chung was discovered by a young college student named Lisa Morton. Uh, Chung tackled her, killed her, and fled. Since the pattern of bloody socks were found at the scene, Vince Masuka believed that Chung had killed Lisa. Um, Ellen Wolf, who will remember with the whole season three of Miguel Prado, um, yeah. were involved. Um, she tried to get his charges lessened, as well as giving him several other benefits in exchange for his surrender. Um, that ended in a serious argument with M- Miguel Prado at the police station. Um, and then later, Wolf ended up helping LaGuardia arrest Chung. Um, Chung looked like Masuka, according to his picture. And when Dexter pointed it out to Masuka, it surprised him, but he acknowledged that it was true. Um, but Vince Masuka actually expressed his disgust of Chung, stating, he gives Asians a bad name. Quotes. <laughs> so... Uh, for anyone who who remembered that storyline, um, that's where that name came from. That's fun. That yeah, fun. I didn't. That that's a great little Easter egg. I didn't. I vaguely, barely remember. Really, don't even remember much of the the Chung stuff. I mean, you, you, th- as soon as you said the name Ellen Wolf, I was like, oh, I know who that is. I remember that right. very well. Um, but <laughs> yes, remember Ellen Wolf, yeah. Miguel Prado, and <laughs> and things that happened there. But. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I love I love some of the old stuff, and we've talked about some of the other callbacks and things like Dark Defender, and you know some mm-hmm. of the great things that made this episode great. Same things that made the previous seasons of Dexter so great. Um, we've talked about those. So that is all the notes that I have. Um, right, man, I'm not I'm not ready. That's for sure. Um, all right. Well, let's get into our listener feedback this week and see what our listeners had to say. I feel like there's probably going to be lots of thoughts uh, on this one. Oh, yeah. Do you want to take that first one for me? All right. I can do that. This first one is from Jason Erdman. It says, another stunningly excellent episode of this Emmy-worthy season. The Dexter and Harrison scene at the truck while surveying the lands of Kurt's kill cabin. Total Emmy material. Mm-hmm absolutely love this season and i get the feeling everyone involved in the season does as well because it really shines through the acting the storytelling the cinematography the painstaking attention to seasons past intertwined into this new narrative is a dream come true for dexter fans cannot wait to listen to your summations and observations on this week's revelations love your show thank you thank you i like your uh, wordsmithing there it is fun i love it yeah (laughs) thank you so much Laura Sagal says, holy crap, he got the podcaster. That's a hell of a trophy room that Kurt has there. And frankly, I think they should have just let, uh, left Kurt there in one of his trophy boxes because who knows how long it'll take Angela to find the bunker. The bonding of Dexter and Harrison overtaking um, down Kurt and Harrison, slowly realizing Dexter kills people. I can't wait to see how things wrap up. I know. Mm-hmm. One more. Alma Contreras says, OMG, this episode had me on edge the entire time. Angela is very close to figuring out Dexter's secret. Sweet Jesus, all those women. Kurt is one sick fool. Rima called it last week about Molly, RIP crime pad- crime podcaster. What a great episode. So good. Thank you, Alma. Mandy Castillo says, there are not enough words in the English language to discuss this episode. I agree. Thank you. That's a good mm-hmm. way to put it. Um I was afraid I was just going to be like 
like I just I can't form words because I don't have the words to describe it. So thank you. That says it perfectly. Uh, she goes on. There are many things that stand out, but uh, I'm going to bring attention to three. One, uh, I don't think we've ever seen the bone saw so much in one episode. Seeing Kurt's arm sawed off was a bit much, but it's Dexter, so I'll let it slide. Two, holy crap, he killed Molly and we had no idea. Well, it had been speculated, but we didn't know. Uh, that trophy room was something else. This has to be one of the most depraved big bads we've ever seen. Three, Angela knows. This is not the first time a female cop close to Dexter has found out, but those women are dead, so I'm dying to know what is going to happen. Kurt, we have to assume, sending that note to Angela gives me serious Trinity vibes, as Dexter doesn't face the worst of what either had to offer until they had been killed in both cases. And Dexter, for the love of God, you want to blend in, but your Christmas gift for your girlfriend is that book? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I can't wait for your thoughts. I know, right? Uh, That's what I'm Mm -hmm. saying. Um, don't help her, Dexter, by giving her a book. <laughs> Police seizure, se- seizures and um, arrests, uh, whatever the hell that title was. Um, right. Really, really good thoughts. I agree with so much of what you had to say there, Mandy. Thank you so much for writing in. Um, uh, I did get a message from our good friend, uh, Anwen. She had... Um, Asked if it was too late for feedback. I told her she had a little bit of time, but um, she had said, go ahead and to read the little message that she sent me. So I'll just um, read back. So this is from our good friend, and when she typically leaves such lovely voice messages, so we, we don't get to hear her lovely voice this week. So you'll just have to listen to me instead. Um, she says, OMG, Dexter, not what I expected. I thought we would see a long tussle with Kurt in the final episode, but it all happened so easy. Now the real battle is with Angela finding out the truth. How's it going to go? Ew, Kurt's victims all boxed up like Barbies was creepy. You guys called it with Molly. Um, she says, uh, also, it was really surreal seeing them catch Kurt. Dexter actually getting him on the table and then the graphic cutting up. I really think they made us feel like Harrison did. It was overwhelming. 100% I agree with that. Like I said, I think it was very yeah. much on purpose. It was like us in that damn kill room. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Anwen. That was lovely, as always. All right. Um, let's see. We did get a couple of voice messages this week. Let's see what they have to say. The first one that we have is from our good friend, Wendy, whom is also um, been hosting. Which, did they wrap that up? The Wheel of Time? This yes. Wheel of Time. Wheel is, of Time. They released the final episode. Okay. I thought so. I thought it was only eight episodes. I could not yeah. remember why it was so hard for me to remember it was only eight episodes. But anyway, Wendy has been podcasting on House Podcastica um, for Wheel of Time and also covering um, Yellow Jackets as well. So she found time out of her busy schedule to somehow find time to watch Dexter and then also leave us some feedback. So let's see what Wendy has to say. Hi, Room and Pick. First, I wanted to say how much I've been enjoying the podcast. You really, you guys have been really kicking ass. I've been loving your coverage on Sweet Tooth and Midnight Mass, then Lisey's story with Ben, The Great British Bake Off, Lock and Key, and now Dexter. Uh, Really, it's been my at least once or twice a week salvation lately to listen to this. I'm finally caught up on Dexter. I can't believe we only have one more episode to go. 
It was equally heartwarming and horrifying to watch Dexter teach Harrison the code. On the one hand, you could see how much pain Harrison had been in, and he was so relieved to find out that somebody thought like him and to be able to share his secret with someone. You could just see the relief and the happiness on his face. And at the same time, it's just so horrifying that this has to be Harrison's life. I mean, he's just a, he's just a kid. Um, I was disappointed that we didn't get more of Molly's end story. I really liked her character. And just to find out that she's in the case like one of the others and we didn't get to see anything. Um, I don't know. I was hoping she would make it at, or that at least we'd get more to the story. I feel like the next episode is going to be mind-blowing, and I can't wait to hear your opinions on this episode and, and on the finale. So keep rocking it, and love you guys. Oh, thank you, Wendy. Oh, thanks so much. Such kind words. Talk about kicking ass. You guys are kicking ass, so thank you so much um, for leaving some feedback. Like I said, super busy. But yeah, good thoughts. Okay. We also got a voice message from Sean. Let's see what he had to say. Okay. I'm, I'm curious to see what he has to say about this week's episode. So let's hear it. Yeah. Hey, Rima Pink, it's me, Sean. Uh, just here for our penultimate episode of Dexter. And uh, oof, what, what can you say? Another fantastic episode. This one actually really felt very dextery to me like this felt like you're going back um it was kind of a good little uh you know right in the beginning they didn't bury it too much which i kind of liked but very beginning you see him walking in he's eyeing a clown which i know rima you're probably like clown bad news bears like i guarantee you probably i'm surprised i'm gonna have to listen but i'm surprised you actually finished this episode with there being a clown in it but uh that's neither here nor there um clowns scare me too like but you see right away like he picks it up you see it's florida so you know this is something from the past and really like dexter trying to expose what he is to harrison in this episode you know was very much kind of Deb was kind of pushing him against, you know, telling him what he is, like begging him not to. And, you know, there's probably a part of Dexter, it's the fear of rejection with that, I think. You know, I, I've wavered back and forth all season. Like, has Harrison done more than what I'm expecting? You know, we find out that, you know, he did plan um, trying to get away with hurting uh, his friend at school. Like, you know, he's like, Dexter knew all about it. Him, Dexter gets Harrison involved with us. Like, hey, listen, if at any point in time you need to go, go. And Harrison is there the whole time. And I thought whenever the blood is kind of trickling towards him, you know, it kind of showed, I think, that Harrison hasn't been involved with anything like this this bad before. And could you see him kind of flashing back? And um, they did a great job either with the makeup or him, the kid himself, because you really see kind of like his face go white. Like you think he's really about to pass out at any moment. And I really feel like at this point in time, maybe he's he's in too deep. Like he's like, oh, my gosh, like this is not something I think I'm, I'm prepared for. Uh, one Molly, good call. Yeah, she's there. I, I want to know the backstory. How about that happened? But you see, he's basically got all these trophies perfectly preserved and 
lots and lots of them. It seems like everything's starting to cave in on Dexter. I think he thinks he's scot-free. I think he thinks he's, you know, kind of in the right spot in life. He's got his family. He can fix everything with his girlfriend. But she knows, I think, what's going on. She's, you know, connecting dots. And, you know, again, like, it's going to, like, Dexter sent Harrison away because that was best for him. He's back, and I was like, oh, if I can expose everything here to him, you know, him and I can do this together, and I'll keep him safe. But, you know, Harrison, I don't think, is really into that. And I'm kind of worried that all of this is going to bring Harrison and Dexter down. Um, I am pumped for this last episode. I am nervous about what's going to happen. Nervous for Harrison, nervous for Dexter. And where is this going to end up, you know, in the future? But great episode. Excited to hear what you guys say. Uh, Excited to to see this final episode in a week. And will we get more? Is this it? I don't know. But it's it's definitely going the right direction. So um, I'll talk to you guys soon. Love you guys. Bye. That was great. Thank you, Sean. Fantastic. All right. One more voice message from our good friend, Steve. Hello, strange indeed. This is Steve, and this is going to be for Dexter, the family business. I actually started it the first time this morning, but I couldn't finish it because this stuff with the clown is just so creepy. I think you could see it in the previously on. Dexter ran over the rifle with the truck, and I think it, like, broke in half or something. I thought at first it was just a a flashback, but then I realized he's actually talking about this old kill, explaining uh, the code to Harrison. Oh, that look from Deb when he says, I would never hurt family. Well, you know there's no way Kurt is leaving this alone. He's coming back. Hey, he's going back to get the body because we all, that was the thing last week, right? We knew this, he was going to have to do something to get rid of this guy. Whoa, he got him a rifle? Oh, hearing protection or eye protection. Gun safety 101, come on. Wow, he drew Deb. Uh, ugly Christmas sweaters, yay. Ooh, and Kurt arrives at the door. So now we get the truth about Ethan, too. Well, she didn't say love you back, but... We've gone from abuse to now it's the only way is the code. <laughs> Away from monsters like that, huh? Didn't he check to see if they were inside first? I mean, he's burning their cabin down and nobody's coming out. How many victims did you estimate he had, Rima? Oh, he did get her. Oh, man. Well, Harrison is all in now. Well, I mean, I guess he's not all in yet. He's just shown that he wants to kill. Oh, he's going to show Harrison everything. That seems a little anticlimactic to get Kurt because, you know, why wouldn't Kurt have just gone straight to his trophy room? I don't know. Now Harrison knows the truth about Matt. How is this going to affect the situation? And now he's watched his dad kill. And they're still using the town incinerator. Does, there's no security at this thing? I guess, Rima, you said that, that some towns just, it's just open for anybody to burn whatever they want. <laughs> well, I guess episode 10 is going to be the investigation of Jim Lindsay. Talk to you in a week. Awesome. Nice. I have to go back and look at my notes. I don't remember the exact number of Dexter's kill count. It was between like 125 to 135, somewhere in that range. Yeah, hundreds. Mm-hmm. At least the official number yeah. that we're given. And also, a little feedback stuff from listener. I was just because I remember one of my things that I mentioned last week. I just this came to my head. I remembered. On Facebook, we got an answer because I was talking From about Lisa. like the the cell yes. phone numbers where they didn't have each other's number, 
And then Lisa Moreno on Facebook reminded me of something. I was just like, oh, doy. So immediately I was like, oh, yeah, I'm done. No, I didn't. Um, it didn't occur. It, I totally <laughs> blanked on it, too. Yes, I'm glad that you brought that up because I had that note. Because I'd even made a note about him using the facial recognition on Elric's phone to unlock the phone to text Kurt back. And I was like, so I guess he probably just had that phone still on him and he was texting Harrison from Elric's phone. That makes a lot more sense. I did sense. not. And so thanks to Lisa for pointing that out because I was like, okay, that Thank you, Lisa, <laughs> clears all that up. For <laughs> what should have been kind of obvious. Um, yeah. that, that went over my head too. We, we uh. literally were talking about using Elric's phone and having to unlock the facial recognition, um, but yet didn't seem to make that connection when he's trying to, mm-hmm. to text and call Harrison <laughs> why the number yep. wasn't matching. <laughs> you know, we make mistakes sometimes here. Um, mm-hmm. but we're not, we're perfect. not perfect. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, but thank you, Lisa, for, um, for pointing that out to us. I, I'm glad that you mentioned that. <clears throat> it was in my notes and I flipped mm-hmm. it over. So thank you. Wow, a lot of great feedback from our listeners this week. Everyone seems pretty damn excited about this episode and how great it was. Uh, loved it as much as what we did. Um, and also really highly anticipating the next one. Um, right there with you guys. I don't know what the hell. I'm kind of freaking out. Um, oh, man. Going to need some wine. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to make a whole thing out of it. I think it. I'm going to cry. Gonna... I feel like I'm going to cry. I don't know what's going to happen yet, but I feel like I'm. I feel like there's going to be tears, happy tears, sad mm-hmm. tears, probably both. I don't know. So yeah. Well, with that being said, next uh, week on Strange Indeed, we will be covering the tenth and final question mark <laughs> episode of Dexter New Blood titled "Sins of the Father." <laughs> Just the title alone sounds ominous. I know. You know, Kurt was talking about that with with Harrison a couple episodes ago, right? Sins of the Father. Mm -hmm. uh, And how he was kind of paying for what he... Well, of course, we know his father didn't really kill those women. But he was saying that he was paying for the sins of his father, even still today, by spending the night in jail. And not always having... Or easy having a father like he did. And, you know, saying all that to Kurt and I feel... Or to Harrison, sorry. Uh, And I'm like, oh, this... You know, is that what's going to kind of come back around a little bit? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, we've got a couple of days to think about it uh, and to finally get there. Well, we are excited that you followed us to the Kill Room. We ask that you also follow us on Twitter at Strange TCast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stranger You can email us at strangerthingscastpod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts. A lot of great podcasts happening on Podcastica right now, um, especially House Podcastica. Man, oh man, is that feed on fire with all the, not only just all the podcasts um, and shows that they're covering, um, but just just like the amazing um, contributions that they're all making. So um, as we were talking about earlier, um, they just wrapped up their coverage of The Wheel of Time. So if you're... Yeah, and that one's been so great to listen yeah. to because I never read mm-hmm. the books. And so I don't know the world, but Greg has read all of them 
several times. I'm not times surprised. Just, <laughs> it's super into it. And so honestly, I really enjoyed this first season That's of Wheel awesome. of Time. And a lot of a lot of the credit I give to uh, Greg, Ben, and Wendy covering that show mm-hmm. because it made a lot of things make sense. I, you know, as I was going through that and then being able to listen to them each week, being like, knowing the characters and the stories and like really, they really helped me enjoy that series a lot more. Cause I feel like without that podcast, I might've been lost on a few things. And I, so they, it's a great companion piece. And so I highly recommend the show, but I highly, highly recommend checking out their coverage on house podcastica. Cause it is great for helping you really follow what's That's going on. That's awesome. Yeah. Doing some great work over there. And also um, with their, coverage of yellow jackets uh we mentioned it last week that you know if you're a fan of dexter mm-hmm. highly recommend that you check out yellow jackets it's a really great show it's got some mystery uh it's got a lot of that dark humor um and if, if you're watching dexter then you've probably seen maybe previews or seen the show um you know on if, if you know through showtime um it's on on the same um cable channel um and it's it's great and their coverage has been really, yeah. really great. There, there's um, a couple of them that are kind of uh, this um, round table of rotating um, hosts um, between Jason mm-hmm. and Penny uh, and Wendy and Daphne all kind of. And I think they've had a guest or two off and on as well. Um, yeah, I think like Alex came yeah. in. Uh, I think Lucy from Tedcast is doing this next episode with them, I think. So. Right. Perfect. So, yeah. Um, so that's a great show along with another great companion podcast. Um, also um, started Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett, sorry, the Book of Boba Fett um, on Disney so that um, that premiered last week. So uh, Jason has started his coverage on that with his, his friends. Um, was it Chris and Eric? I think I have to go back and look. Maybe um, Chris and is Rich and both Boba Fett and Cobra Kai? I don't think Rich is doing... No, I think he's just doing Cobra Kai with us. I can edit around that and make sure. I feel um, like I... I think he was. But. I, he's going to guest on one of them. Cool. So yeah, check that out. And check out Book of Boba Fett. It was, it was really fun. Really fun to watch. Um, and then, as you mentioned, Pete, yeah. Cobra Kai! Woo! Um was released on New Year's Eve and we have covered um, all three Karate Kid movies along with all seasons of Cobra Kai. And so we are releasing um, or we're, we're covering two episodes Mm -hmm. per show that we do um, because they're only like 30 something minutes long. Right. So we, we go ahead and tackle two of them. Um, So we started that we recorded one this week so that, um, episode is available now highly recommend it such a, a super super fun show i i love that show so much i didn't think that i would i totally went in expecting to hate it and ended up uh, <laughs> loving it man those um, first two episodes i had a blast with i loved them so much yeah um that is on the docket for this evening is to listen now that it's out to to you and rich and jason break them down i'm excited yeah. We had a lot of fun as always. We always have a really good time. I have a good time with those guys. I feel, um, you know, it's it's just really fun breaking it down with them and, you know, just getting to hear Rich's impressions of Terry Silver. Yeah. <laughs> That's really the only reason to you. listen, right? now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, l- listen for that alone. <laughs> Because, yeah, he, he's so great. But, yeah, it's so great covering, 
covering that with those, those guys and it's such a different turn for what things that we normally cover that are so dark and twisted this is just really fun and funny and nostalgic and um it's just really fun so uh yeah a lot of great things happening on podcastica there's pretty much um a podcast for everyone you know, um, for whatever you're watching. Um, and speaking of great podcasts, um, you have to make sure that you check out Pink and Daphne on their podcast um, called Run for Your Lives. Um, what do you have to tease for us this week? Yeah, uh, this week on Run for Your Lives, we are diving back into the Jurassic universe. We've Yay. got a lot to catch up on before uh, Jurassic World Dominion comes out in June or July, comes out this summer. Uh, Daphne would be able to tell you the exact date off the top of her head, I'm sure. <laughs> she knows that stuff. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. And so I'm super excited. I love the Jurassic stuff as well. So we've still got a lot to catch up on because we are also doing the Camp Cretaceous uh, seasons throughout. But the next on our docket that will be up this week is Jurassic World, the first movie of the Chris Pratt saga of the Jurassic movies. Uh, cool. And yeah, it's probably Daphne's favorite Jurassic movie. And I, I really like it too. I, I thought it was a great movie. And so we had a blast talking about that one. We'll always doing like love digging into the Jurassic stuff. Cause I always bring in my list of all the dinosaurs that were in the movie or mentioned or anything. We get real nerdy about mm. it and it's a lot of fun. I love dinosaurs. Yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> all the dinosaur nerdiness. Mm-hmm. Just bring it. I'm in it. Yeah. I'm in it. So yeah. So check that out for sure. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, be sure. I, I love y'all's coverage on. Well, I mean, it's all good, but, you know, I'm a big dinosaur nerd, too. So I always love checking those out. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That is our show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, I'm Rima. I'm Dave. And Tony Saltzman is strange indeed.